Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Hey, uh, y'all, listen, uh, let me let me real quick. Uh, I know that last week, you know, for the for the faithful listeners, we gave you guys a, a heavy dose of race. And again, we 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 talk race a lot on this podcast. I won't deny that. Uh, but we also talk other shit too. Um, but we do tend to be race heavy. Um, and last week we gave you a double whammy. Uh, one for Wednesday, or was it, which was episode ninety, and then followed Thursday by episode ninety one. And I said to Andy, I was like, dude, we got to make next week's podcast light. I, I don't, I don't want to, because I know no matter how good something is, too much people go, Jesus, give it a rest. So let's really have some fun and go light. And, and that was really my intention. And we are going to go light. But unbeknown, I didn't expect this. Um, about an hour ago, I got an email from a dude. And it's long. But I could only get past the first paragraph before I jumped up. And I'm butt naked in the bed. You know what I mean? I'm naked, nigga. I'm, I'm on my ass. I'm doing what I do. Nut scratching, finger smelling, the whole kit and caboodle. And this motherfucking email made me jump up. Put my drawers on. Brush my teeth. I called Andy. I said, the bat signal is in the air. Commissioner Gordon, meet me on the roof. So... 15 minutes later, Andy shows up, and I have to address this fucking email. Um, So let me just get past this, and I promise you, we're going to break out the champagne and the Cheetos chips uh, and all things 80s, and we're going to have some fun and keep it light, but I have to address this. Uh, From Chris Adair, new listener to the podcast. Uh, read this while you're taking, read this while you're taking a shit because it's a doozy. I kind of like the show. The race shit ain't honest enough. And too many times you come off cowardly. Now that's not where I jumped out of bed, but I ain't gonna lie to you. My, my, my feet was, my toes was getting tight. When you make a, uh, when you make a blanket statement about racism, that's true. You always follow it up with not all white people, man. I love y'all. That comes off as buck-eyed boss, boss. Not you, boss. Woosa. Woosa. Chris, with all no due respect, fuck you, you cock-sucking motherfucking motherfucker. I wrote you an email and I told you I would address your motherfucking ass next week. 
So if you're listening to this, hopefully you didn't turn into a coward and not listen. So if you're listening to this, you piece of shit cocksucker, let's get some shit straight right motherfucking now. How fucking dare you? How dare you? Um, When you say the race shit ain't honest enough, how more honest could we be? Andy and I have gotten into explosive, real, this ain't TV drama, drama trumped up acting, nigga. We, you've heard it. People have heard it. The, just the episode with the where I played the Farrakhan, Mike Wallace shit. It was real. We got fucking heated. How much more honest can we get? Do you want me to punch Andy in his face for real and you hear it over the microphone? Like, what, how much more fucking honest can we get? Second thing, um, a blanket statement. Not all white people. Man, I love y'all. Do you think I hate white people? Motherfucker, I love white people. And I say that because it's true. What you think? I'm bucking just because I'm not going all white people are evil. All white people are devils. Fuck them all. They all ain't shit. I'm not a hateful person. And I don't feel that way. I'm not saying that because, oh, I'm trying to kiss Massa's ass. I believe it. I know some good white people. The mere fact, Andy is white. This motherfucker goes with me on the road and opens up. I've hung out with his kids, nigga. I break bread with this motherfucker. And I consider him a friend. People call, if, if, my career is where it is partly because people, white folks, the gatekeepers, think I'm, 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 I'm this angry, bitter, racist nigga. I'm not Kevin Hart. I'm not Madison Avenue. I'm not bop, 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 because I wear the fucking beret, nigga, of a soldier. Check my Instagram. Do your homework, nigga. I just posted the picture of me and Tommy Smith from the 68 Olympics. The black man that stood on the podium and raised his hand with the black leather glove. What's my man's name? John. John. The other guy. I forget his name. But John something. I I wish he could. John Carlos. Yeah. I I wish he could have been there. I walked up to fucking Tommy Smith and said, Mr. Smith, you you was I was you know, you was a different era, brother. When you did what you did, I was still in my mother's pussy. I, you was 68. I was I was born in 75. You're a fucking hero, my nigga. Can I please take a picture with him? Picture with you. And and he and he said yes. I know who the fuck Tommy Smith and John Carlos are. I've done the fucking homework. You understand? Don't you ever accuse me. How dare you, cocksucker? Don't you ever accuse me of bucking for the white man. But I'm not I'm not a hateful person. Yes, I say all the time, white people historically have done a lot of fucked up shit. A lot of them still do a lot of fucked up shit. But you want me to denounce all, all white people and, and, and say all of them are racist? All of them are evil? Because that's how you feel? Get the fuck out of here, man. Andy's my friend, nigga. I break bread with this nigga. I'm aloof. People think I'm an asshole because I'm aloof. I don't just befriend motherfuckers. I stay to myself. I wear an ice cube scowl on my face. Yay, yay. And niggas think I'm a problem. If I break bread with you, if I sit across the table from you and I eat with you and I say, nigga, pass me to we are friends, motherfucker. 
I got a lot of white people in my life who I consider I'm very friendly with. I fuck a lot of white women. I'm going to hate white people, nigga. Just because that's how you feel? The fuck out of here, nigga. Suck my dick. Don't you ever accuse me of being some fucking Uncle Tom ass nigga. I've seen all the documentaries uh, 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 on PBS, uh, Eyes on the Prize, the sixth part. MLK, Still I Rise. I'm about to watch this fucking Netflix movie the way they see us. Based off the Central Park Five. Go check my Instagram, nigga. The comment I just made about Donald Trump in that fucking movie. How dare you, motherfucker? Let me get back to this fucking email. Piece of shit. Black people get enough soft-ass discussions about racism on every other platform. I thought you, a viciously honest comedian, would establish yourself as the only place serious blacks could get a laugh and some real spill. Have we not accomplished that? From, from episode one to now this 92, we constantly talk about race, and I constantly try to inject humor where I can because I know it's a delicate fucking topic. It's my job to weave in and out of this shit and make it funny. I do it on stage. I've been doing it for 30 years. You're always worried about not offending your co-host instead of telling the truth unapologetically. If I was worried about uh, not offending Andy, we wouldn't even have the discussions to begin with. That's why they're called discussions, motherfucker. That's why it's called the debate. You agree. You disagree. You disagree. You point. You counterpoint. It's called discussions, not apologies. Do you have through discussions? You make progress through, through, through the conversation moving forward. You make change. Racism is group versus group. It's not individualized. It's racism. If, if, if it's racism only affects this type of Negro or that type of Negro. When you say white people do this, there's no need to skin and grin with that not all sucker shit. If you're honest about it, the whites that you're trying not to offend, the so-called good ones, ain't doing shit to burn down the plantation. You know what? Fair enough. But niggas also ain't doing shit because a code on the street says snitches get stitches. If I know you a murderer, a rapist, a child molester, I don't give a fuck how black you are. I'm telling on your ass, nigga. I got kids. I'm not going to have you fucking diddle my kids just because of a code. A same code in the same streets that'll shoot me in the back of the neck. Fuck out of here. They like their position in the slave trade. Same with everyone non-black. You'd think the Asians, especially the Japanese, would be hardcore anti-white or at least not be anti-black because it wasn't the Congressional Black Caucus that ordered the nuke bomb them, nuke bomb them into oblivion. Nope, they create cartoons that demonstrate the highest power is blonde and blue. Dragon Ball Z. Motherfuckers can only go Super Saiyan once they go from Japanese to, uh, to Aryan. And in the same cartoon, they have this blackface nigga character called Mr. Popo. My point is that racism is group versus group. Whites dominate every group with a laser-like focus on blacks. And their willing, and their willing non-black minion carry out... They're anti-black orders. Yeah, we know who those people are. Candace Owens, Paris Denard, Sheriff Clark, Pastor Mark Burns, Diamond and Silk. I ain't one of them niggas. And I've slandered all of them niggas, which is why I'm not on Twitter no more. I got banned behind this shit. Fix your face, nigga. Whenever you find blacks and non-blacks, you'll find black abuse. Gus T. Renegade. 
uh, capital C-O-W-S with the dots podcast. I apologize for the long-winded email. If you made it this far, thanks. I'm almost done. Points I want to rebuke, debunk. If you're American, you got blood on your hands. That's false. And I believe Andy said that or he's addressing you. But I'll give you the floor. White people deliberately destroy access to resources for blacks and limit it to shitty jobs, military or crime, especially in the 60s. Blacks in politics are powerless figureheads who votes whose vote can't stop, can't start or stop a war. Blacks ain't build the nuke or draw up the blueprints. We don't man the plane that dropped it. And Vietnam can be pinpointed as ground zero for the drug war. Heroin flowed like water after that war. Nigger is the same or can be compared to bitch, fag, hoe, kike, or any other slow in America. When the fuck did I say it couldn't? You were laughing it up and talking that dumb shit with the wonderful poet Kayla Lacey. Motherfucker, are you insane? Wasn't no fags from Fagland dragged and enslaved and built? Motherfucker, I'm talking about in terms of a feeling, of an insult. Yeah, I ain't never seen women hung from trees. I ain't never seen cops, uh, uh, white women hung from trees. I ain't never seen cops kill and beat up white women. I ain't never seen white women get hit with water hoses and attacked with dogs. I wasn't talking about that. Nigga, cunt is a, is a nigga to a woman. Fag is a nigga to a, to a gay dude. I'm talking about the feelings behind it, not the actions. Like I don't like I can't d- differentiate that stupid ass. <sighs> Fucking powerhouse with no compensation, and to top it all off, with continued government ordered oppression, and sexual orientation doesn't stop a white person from being a white twenty four seven. Ask a black fag if he's experienced racism from the L- LGBT community. Hell, Michael Sam, the NFL sissy said. The NFL sissy. That's it. Just and, and just when you go in the NFL sissy. So I know what your stance is. Burn them all. Fuck them all. Said the racism he got from the LGBT community was ferocious. I also said I do not agree with with uh, uh, a homosexual lifestyle. I don't agree with it. I don't I don't agree with it for whatever, whether it's religious or whatever reasons I have are my reasons. But I've never said gay people should be treated unequally. I never said they should be hurt. I never should. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be given the same rights as everybody else and be treated with dignity and respect. Just because I don't agree don't mean that I they should be condemned. But the mere fact that you said NFL sissy lets me know how you feel, brother. Replace fag with any other slur you like, and it still rings true. Nigga has blood on it in America. Yeah, check my Vlad TV interview. I said precisely that. Nigga has laws aimed in it. Nigga has laws aimed at it in America. Nigga has made whites and non-blacks around the world wealthy. Nigga has destroyed. Nigga has destroyed Africa. Everyone eats off nigga. No other word can check all these boxes, dude. What, I've never said anything else other than that. We're in an era when we allow, when we allow others to join in our struggle because when shit is cool for them, they fuck us and change their number. Really, tell that to the dead white folks who died next to niggas in the '60s. Tell that to the images of the white people who have blood running down their face because they did the sit-ins and they did the fucking I forget what they called it, but the but the drive. The, I forget the fucking word, but they on the bus, the Freedom Riders. Tell that to them who took bottles to the face, bats to the head, blood down their face. That's right. All white people are evil. 
That's it. Hope it gets read on the show and responded to. If you do read this, watch Andy try to shove the Holocaust into the discussion, which he's never done. I have brought that up. Andy's never once brought the Holocaust up. Immediately remind him that I said America. The Holocaust is a German issue that paid the Jews cash motherfucking money. Once you get reparations, you can't compare your shit to the reparation list. And when he says that all Americans got blood on their hands, you remind him that when Germany was throwing Jews in concentration camps, they were reading from the American playbook. Jim, Jim Crow was in full fucking bloom when the Holocaust kicked off. Fuck my grandparents got to do with shit in Germany. Peace, Aries. Fuck you, nigga. Don't peace me. I feel like Tony Montana. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, nigga. You just insulted me and my white friend. I'm the most pro-black nigga on, in the game, nigga. Me, Godfrey, like if, we, if the revolution started tomorrow, we'd fight to say who to take the name Nat Turner. Don't you dare do that. And Kylie Lacey was wonderful. And if, if she, as smart as she was, if I, if I had said anything to come across as kowtowing and bucking, believe me, she would have checked me. The queen would have checked the king. Nigga, go ahead, but a goddamn chainsaw, bitch. Woo, who's up? Got you heated. Yeah. It was insulting. No, it was. The whole fucking thing was insulting. Yeah. And the nigga didn't even do his homework. Do your motherfucking homework and know who the fuck I am. You're going to bring up the Holocaust now, ain't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know what was funny um, when he said that? I wasn't even thinking about the Holocaust. It, it didn't even cross my mind. Son, you've never brought it up. Even when you were, ever. Talking, even when you're talking about uh, white dudes that, that were hurt, injured, and killed. Um, and you know what's crazy? I'm sorry. But he goes, you brought up the Holocaust. But he also said what? In the very top of the email, first time listener. Well, so you you you're accusing Andy of doing something, and you ain't even done your homework, nigga. Well, you he, read a page, not the book. Well, he went back a little bit because he heard the blood on your hands thing, so he knows. But, but that ain't that far back. No, no, that's not. He read a couple of pages. Read the book, nigga. Start from episode one and come talk to me when you're in episode ninety-one. Then you can make a statement like that. Your information ain't even accurate. So, but I, I am going to start with the Holocaust since that's what he since he threw that at me. Um, one is, uh, I, I really don't bring it up. But here's the thing that I want to ask you. Because you said once you get reparations, then you're done. Is right. that what you said? So if, if you got paid for what your ancestors went through, then you're done? That's all you need is some cash? Right. The history isn't what's important? Right. The change that needs to be done because of what the history is? You right. just looking at it as cash? Funny you mention that. I just saw a clip on Instagram. You know who Killer Mike is? Yeah. And he's always on Real Time with Bill Maher. He said, it's okay for black people to have the conversation about reparations. Just know what we're asking for. In other words, don't just go give me money. Give me titles to land. Things that are more meaningful. Things that will actually help us grow apart from depending on, on, on someone else and the system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give, yeah. me, give me what's necessary. To, don't, don't, you know, give me the seeds to plant so I can grow some shit. Don't just give me what was grown. Because once it's grown and you give that to me, it's over. Give me the ability to plant some seeds, nigga. So what is that? But before we go there, let's get, let's get because that's, a, that's an episode. Um, the, what, what do you say, groups? It's, it's culture against culture. What do you, how do you say that? 
Oh, my point is uh, racism is group versus group. Whites dominating every group with a laser-like focus on blacks and their willing non-black minion carry out their anti-black orders. So it's group versus group. What's the groups that he's talking about? I, I need to understand it completely. You think he means like Asians versus Asians or Hispanics versus Hispanics? No, I think – does he mean Asians versus uh, Hispanics, Asians versus blacks, white versus – I mean, how do, you, how do you separate the whites? If we're going to do groups, I mean, uh, because America is first of all, you got to we got we got to get to a different level when we talk about this country. This isn't a normal country. Every country is rooted in in its its own history. We are still developing this history. Two hundred and forty years old, two hundred thirty five. I don't know how many years. Um, that's what this country is. So it's 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 in its infancy. So let, before I even get there, so we're, we're going to do groups versus groups. It, it's Spanish versus Italians, the, Italy. Is it, is it, or are we just going to, are we going color code? Is that the group? Because if it's the color code and if it's whites versus blacks is what I'm feeling he's putting it at. Because you're either white, you're either black, and then there's Asians. So I think he wants to go black, yellow, white, and maybe brown. Right. Because I didn't hear anything about brown people. All right. So let me ask you this question then. Because you, you, if if it's black versus white, uh, let's, let's start with black. Uh, is there black versus black then? Because all the all, all the history. Well, it's always been to some degree black versus black, okay. light skin versus dark skin. But again, that all points back to slavery, right? Okay, but let's take slavery. Let's, let's so, re- so, so according to him, which and he's right on this, yeah. it is the white masses' fault for making us see the the divide in each other because one group supposedly is prettier than the other because of a skin shade. See, I, don't, I, I understand that, but I, I wouldn't go I, – I can't put that on slavery because even in – we'll get deeper than if we go this way. I, but I did not want to do this. I don't – but, but, but I want to give you your it, shot. Let's, you got to answer. Let's, let's put it – because in all cultures, the darker you are in that culture – You're seen as less than. In the Hispanic culture, in the Italian culture. Yes, because the Sicilians, who are the darkest of the Italians, are treated sometimes shitty. look down upon. Yeah. But okay, so let's make it full circle. Even with that, it feels like the origin of that kind of hatred still comes could it, from could slavery. It, could have stemmed from his. Could have stemmed from this. And it could have been not that way before. Because if everybody's looking at the niggas as ew, yeah. where would the Italians get that from? Okay. So, okay. So, so let, let's uh, – and even if we do, we do have that. Let me ask – I want to ask this question. Which, I'm, I'm saying, interesting enough, I'm going, okay, well, don't – even Dave Chappelle said it on his special. Rich white people look at poor white trashes. Ew. Ew. And they're both white. So that's just what? An economic thing? Because they're both white. So why would you go ill? I'm just only saying that to yeah. go what, to your point. This one hates this. This hates that. This hates. Yes, groups do that. Okay. So now, uh, so aside from that, I'm just, now I'm going to just go black. I'm just going to go on black here. So every, so if it's black versus white and it's black is one, how does this dude feel about Africans that had nothing to do with the slavery part. Well, they did because they sold up some of us into slavery. Okay, that we're, we're, we're that's another that's a whole another yeah, episode I, again. And, is it, yeah, and I hate that cocksucking okay. shit. But go ahead. Okay, so that's another episode. But so let's just go that there's Africans and they're still coming. They're coming over here now. Right. Now they're not rooted in the slavery that the the the, 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 sl- the the slaves were brought over here and their families and their ancestry and their lineages. They're not rooted in that. And they come over here and eat off that table, right. make money, succeed, go to college, grow, prosper. 
Where, where, what group do you put them in? <laughs> right. When I talk about blood being on everyone's hands, I'm talking about if you prosper from this country, just like those black dudes that I said come over here from another country, and you prosper from the, from the backs of the slave labor that happened in this country, and you have a nice house, and you have a car, and you eat well, that's on the backs of all those people that came before you. And when I say there's blood on your hands, I didn't say that you fucking caused that blood. But when you reap rewards from the blood that was laid out before you and that on the bloods on those fields and the plants that grow off, the, the seeds that grow into those plants, into that blood that rooted in this country, that develop and feed you, you don't think there's blood on you? Well, listen, in the context of that Yes. That's all you. I've ever meant. I know, but but in the context of what the Farrakhan thing was, I disagreed with you. Yeah, I know. And we, we you know, we know what that was. We agree to disagree, but as I broke down, that to me is some soldier shit. But let's not get back into that. But based on the context of what you said just now, yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna fight that. And then now let me ask you this next question. So a black, authentic black man who has that history, that slave history, and he comes up and, and generations pass and he marries a black and he marries a white woman. I loves this white woman. They fell in love. They had kids. Where, where do you put their kids? They're white. Right. They're black, but they're also white. Where are those kids? Yeah, I'd love to hear his answer to that because if I guess for him, uh, shit, some he, the white half deserves to die. Okay, then if that's true, then where do you put uh, your civil rights leaders when you go back into the history that they're black and they're white? They're mixed. Go back to a study on... on, on but uh, I don't even think you need black-white mix to somehow validate them, even if they were pure Anglo-Saxon Caucasians. Like I said, some of them died yeah, helping black but, people. But 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 I wanted his answer on that. But what I'm saying is, if I, you go back, if you go back, if you go back to uh, if you go back to uh, the Black Muslim movement, if you go back to the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, what is his history? What is his background? He's came from he came from a, 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 a upbringing in a black and white house. Right. Listen, I, I'm not trying to tell you. You're wrong. That's the last thing I want to tell no, our Aries. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell him this, but I, I'm going to say he's this wrong too. on no, some no, things. No, but I'm going to say this. This isn't. A, this isn't when we discuss this. The reason we say the way we talk about this, it isn't that easy. I just gave you three things that were going to make you work. That are going to make a spring listen, pop out listen, of your listen, head. Listen, 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 listen. I said it on the podcast last week with Kyla. At one point, didn't I go? She's smarter than me. When you and her got into, I forget specifically what it was. But she was, and she mentioned her education. I studied. Bu- 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 bu. I know, and I knew, and I didn't say much then. I wasn't qualified to get in on that conversation at that part of it. It's, there's nothing wrong with admitting when, yo, you might be out your league. Candace Owens has a podcast, and someone hit me today, again, based on a comment I made and said, you should be on Candace Owens' podcast. And I didn't answer it, but I said this to myself because I would watch real time. And I and dude, um, Eric Michael Dyson, 
and I always forget this other brother's name. Real smart motherfucker. He always has the afro and he wears the scarf. He's a professor. Forget what his name is, but just go with Eric Dyson. I said, I would love, I would pay money like a fucking pay-per-view event to see Eric Dyson go up against this bitch. Because I know if I had to go up against Candace Owens, I'm not eloquent enough and deep enough in certain things that will be discussed where I think I could win that debate. I mean, I know what I would be saying is, is right, but there are some motherfuckers who could say fuck you to you, kiss my ass in the most eloquent way where it don't sound like fuck you, kiss my ass. I'm not that guy. No, you go home, you tip I'm your hat to I'm telling you, fuck yeah. you, kiss yeah. my ass. And not because I wouldn't want to handle it with a certain amount of eloquence. I just don't have it. I, 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 my education isn't deep enough for me to use words and syllables together and, and be poignant enough to say what I got to say to check you and, and look classy about it. I just I don't I don't have it. I don't have that vocabulary. But I know that what I'm saying is accurate. Yeah. So but that's where our conversations always lead. We're not trying to be uh, the most eloquent group up here on the dance floor. Yeah, we're not sitting by a fireplace with goddamn uh, <laughs> cigarettes and, and, and c- cigarette holders and what you call them shits that did the Playboy do where Hefner. The both. Oh, oh uh, the ascot. Ascots. We're not sitting up here on some regal shit past the gray poupon. Nigga, we, we talking shit the way motherfuckers should talk shit. Like, that's why I don't understand when he goes, how, y- y'all need to be more honest. How much more honest? If, if honesty to you is going, kill white people, fuck all white people, that's not honest, bro. That's just fucking dangerous and ignorant. But, okay, I got two more things to say. There, 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 were, there, were, there were white people. Uh, we're here in San Antonio, San Jose. The white people that came up, the one white dude with the dreads. Yeah. He, before he said it to you, he said it to me. I tried to give him a podcast card. Dude, I, I, li- I listen religiously. And he shook my hand, loved to see me. He said, I'm a fan of Andy's. White is notebook paper. Do I think he's, a, he's an animal? Do I think he's fucked up? Come on, dog. Okay. But I, I, this is uh, to, to his point. To his point, the only thing I'm going to say about what he said is maybe you don't have to say that because if you're if you're a white person that that and I'm not I'm not agreeing with him, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give him something. Devil's advocate. I'm gonna get, yeah, devil's advocate on this. If you're a white person who knows what you've done or knows how you live your life and knows what path you walk on, and you hear someone espouse these views and you know that you're not in that then I don't know if you need to hear that not all white people. Because I never put any of that on me. I already know who I am. Right. So maybe you don't have... But I understand also that, you know, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back to what you're talking about, the um, the, uh, the, the, the black, uh, the black, the Hebrews, the... Israelites. The Israelites, thank you. The word that I was looking for. Uh, funny that... Uh, the guy who was supposed to bring up the Holocaust couldn't remember the word Israelite. Um, <laughs> See a little bit of humor in there, a little bit, a little bit of humor in there. Right. But if you if you look at those it, it, those guys, the way that it comes at you, it's made to make you feel a certain way inside. Yes, words provoke, and that's what. Uh, and, and, and if you're the average white person, God, I'm I, I'm going to go with like you're the average white. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to say from what I've seen, the average white person when they hear 
uh, black people espouse in a tough way, I think they do. It, it, it hurts them. Like it, a, a fear. A fear. There's a fear. Yeah, oh, angry nigga. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Angry nigga. And I think that's some of the thing that you want to avoid when you when you say not all white people. I think white people need to be a little bit scared. But, dude, listen. You, you can't. It, it just would be. Listen. It would. Unless you're living on a different planet or you just got out from under a rock. If you've ever watched anything historical about race in America. Who don't fucking know there were white people in slavery who helped slaves to freedom? Well, so, yeah. so, so t- you just from that moment all the way till now, you can't say all white people. But I can say this, and this is what I meant by my earlier statement. Even that white person that helped uh, black people to freedom, blood on their hands, because they still reap the rewards even more so of what this country brought them at that time. So uh, that's that's what my blood right, on my hands right, means right. when everybody's trying to understand what I'm saying, because we got right. a lot of emails about this, so I right. want to make sure that I'm clear on this. But one thing that he brought up in here, and I'm going to take, take a direction that a lot of people are going to be... Oh, Andy's heated, goddammit. His very, whiskers are hot. No, they're going to be very... Irri- I, I don't know how this is going to be perceived. He brought up Jim Crow. Yeah. If Jim Crow would have been enacted... In a true separate but equal, right? It wouldn't be what we call Jim Crow. It would be, it wouldn't be this negative thing? Right. And I know it sounds horrible because to 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 demean someone by having white water fountain, black water fountain. Right. But I sure would like to see what the world would look like today if there was the the black NFL versus the white NFL. Oh, it'd the be a black NBA demolishing. versus the white NBA. It'd be demolishing, wouldn't it? The businesses that black people would have done for separate but equal. And here's where you get the Holocaust, my man. (laughs) Because that's the one thing Jews have going for them. Even after the Holocaust, because of the religion, because of the way the community worked, because of the culture, they had to work together. Because when you need to eat kosher food, you got to go to someone who could provide kosher food. And that's your kosher kosher man. That's your guy who provides your your grocery services. So you all have to live in a neighborhood where you're all being taken care of. And you have to be able to go get those groceries. And that guy makes money. And then he supports those people around him that are supported him. And that's the way the come up happens. Right. Now, I'm not going to lie. It would be a lot harder to do it as black because... People were going to go fuck up your black neighborhood uh, at that time. So don't even, like, try to send that back at me. I'm just saying how it worked. Yeah, you know, the biggest insult a black person can receive from another black person is to be called a coon. Um, and basically, nigga, that's what you call me. I'm shuffling. Yes, a boss. Dude, I've, I've never been that. Not even fucking close. Um, yeah, man. I don't know where you got that from, boss. Uh, but you fucking with the wrong knuckle. Because I've never been that. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to take the stance that I, you know, all wiped. It's just ridiculous. That's just fucking ridiculous. Let me, let me take it down and as we get ready to go back to what we intended to. Uh, if you haven't, people... Please go check out, it's a movie on Netflix called How They See Us. And it's about the Central Park Five. Um, And one particular guy says to me, 
If only there were more men like you. I love you, Aries, more than a lot of comedians today. But his opinion, meaning mine, with all due respect, is wrong. And now he's talking about Trump. He has done so many things for all races, but people forget that just because some unimportant celebs hate him and because of what he did 30 years ago in his buildings. So I said to him, hey, man, go watch the documentary. And the only reason why I didn't go at him hard is because he gave me the love at first, the respect. In other words, uh, uh, Chris cocksucker, if you want to talk to me, first hit me with some love, nigga. Don't come out the gates kicking me in the balls and then want to hug me. Some facts would be good. Yeah, too. and I'm not saying kiss my ass because I'm not in the ass kissing business. It's just called respect, nigga. We can have a dialogue, but we can't have a dialogue if we spit in each other's faces. And I'm not talking about because we haven't heated, passionate exchange and spits flying out of mouth. I'm talking about a haktui. Um. So I told the dude, I said, "Hey man, do me a favor. Watch the documentary first, then come talk to me, champ." And he and he said to me. I will only do it because of you. Uh, and I said to him, I said, and that's the problem and why we have race issues in America. Don't do it just for me. Do it for you. This is what I constantly talk about on my podcast. More white people need to take the time to invest in what black people already know. Look beneath the surface and understand the root of the problem. Don't just pay attention to what's convenient for you. So on that note, please, people, go see. I haven't even seen it, but I, I'm looking through Instagram. It's all motherfuckers are talking about. So I intend to see that motherfucker when I get home. And Andy and I will have a discussion about that. Uh, but it's called How They See Us or When They See Us. Uh, and it's about the Central Park Five. Um, and to that, to that dude who said to me, who hasn't even seen the documentary, more to my point. Cliff Notes, Central Park Five, five young black boys who were boys at the time falsely accused of raping a white woman in Central Park. Donald J. fucking Trump did everything in his power to try to get these boys executed. Of course, we later found out that the, pre- the racist NYPD blue coerced these niggas into giving a false confession. They were later exonerated and released from prison to which Donald Trump has never made amends. Not once to apologize, but he called for these black boys murder. Had that gone through, them niggas would not be alive today. Mothers would be missing sons. Daughters would be missing fathers. Nieces missing uncles. You see where I'm going with this. Because the accusation that has existed since the beginning of time that black men loathe white women so much, we foam at the mouth at the idea of being with a white woman. If we looked at a white woman, if we whistled at a white woman, if we flirted with a white woman, if we fucked a white woman, we were hung from trees. And often we were hung from trees and we didn't even do any of it. Emmett Till. Y'all know the story. His mother said when she went to go see the body, she looked on the left side of his head and she could see daylight coming from the other side, from the way the bullet went in and out. That's a very, very sick, serious accusation. And for Donald Trump to stand behind that and go, them niggas need to be killed. Yeah. Do you know the detectives at the NYPD also have never uh, well, that's changed their opinion on Par what, for the course, of course. I'm just saying. They're going to stick the landing. Yeah. So. Uh, that wasn't to defend Donald Trump. That was right. actually to uh, uh, put some onus also on the NYPD. Right. Um, so. 
And I've said it a million times on the podcast, eyes on the prize, M.O. Kelly still our eyes. How much more honest can we get than that? I don't know what you're looking for, bro. Change the station, nigga. I'm done. Let's talk 80s. <laughs> oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> King of rock, there is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To vote my kingdom, you must choose fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. second part you got the fi- fire power? you got the touch you got the power, power yeah. yeah that's what that sounds like quick 80s um fuck uh quick you start because i want to look something up well uh i you know when you brought up the 80s to me the thing that i smiled about the biggest was uh and i said this it was guest jeans right guest jeans were like this uh uh, it, it was like this denim movement of acid wash shit that we wouldn't even wear today right. with leather and I don't even know how. Remember, they had the leather patches on, and they would you were, you could wash it. They had, right. they had the one that was that took off was they had the triangle over your fucking crotch. Right, right. I don't know if I remember those men's jeans. You see, but that's this is where it's going to be weird on this thing because uh-huh. you are baby eighties and I'm well, old eighties. Okay, so I was born in seventy five. So by eighty, I was five. Right. So you were, by, but by the end, you were fifteen. Right. But I was born in sixty five. Uh huh. So I graduated from high school in 83. Right. So I was, you know, I was a man in the 80s. Right. As much of a man as I could be. Right. Uh, so the 80s were, uh, were, were different. We're going to see it from different places in, in this, which is going to be kind of fun. Right. Because um, that was early 80s guest jeans with the leather. I think, I think well, what, well, you would say that the 80s was the year that, as, as advanced, obviously, as technology is now, it's on some super highway shit, that was starting to be the birth of technology yeah everything was baby from the camcorders then to what they are now from the tvs then to what they are now from the music and the way we listen to it from versus- the a-track all the way well a-track is 70s though, no it? it was still in the 80s they, really the early 80s was still a-track but in the very beginning is when uh late 70s early 80s is when the transition uh from a-track to cassette player happened because right. my uncle still i think in 79 had a vw bus with the a-track above uh, uh, above his head where you put the a-track in and then you right it on the dial but then the cassette players came in and then the big boom boxes came in and yeah. as soon as those big boom boxes came in bam the walkman came out and Dude, it changed everything the boom boxes was for brothers was just as important radio rakim 
it, if I love you, I love you. But if I hate you, I hate you. But that big boombox, which you needed 42D batteries. D, motherfucker, D. That would, and that, how long did that radio last? It probably gave you an hour and a half of music before you had to fucking replace it. But that boombox, I, I wonder, like this would almost be a quiz to black men. In the 80s, what was more pivotal to have? as to Because sh- it was all status symbol. The boombox, Jordan's, or the big rope chain. Now, if you had all three, you was the nigga. <laughs> you was the nigga. If you had the big boom, I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Hello, Cool J. I'm bad. Doom, doom, doom. Sucker M. No, he was a uh, Oreo LL make Cool J cookies. I'm bad. If you had that fucking boom box, a fresh pair of Jordans, maybe a Kango, which LL kind of brought that to life, and the rope chain, oh, you got pussy, nigga. You got pussy. I don't know what the white man status was for eighties uh Dude, shit, but that was for niggas. All I know is that uh this is this is kind of a funny story, and I, I barely remember this, and only because you brought this up. Right. Uh I think it was eighty five. I was in New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh it was right after they built Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. Trump built the, the and it was the cool place to be because it was like it was the first like that luxury And that's when he still kind of was adored a little bit. He was adored for being He's adored for the same reasons that he's an asshole today. Well, let me rephrase that. He was adored for the same reasons that made him uh, hateable today. Um, there's a lot of other reasons now that right. people dislike him, but that pompous, arrogant New right. York, um, yeah. um, we got it going on here. Yeah. There's nobody that can do what we can do here in New York City. Right. But I walked into there, and there was these two black dudes, and I'm this you know what fuck this it may be sound racist to every black person gonna but you would have thought the same fucking thing i don't care if you're black or white i'm you i'm a young kid i'm in new york and i saw these two black dudes with leather jackets on and thick fucking those like the big rope fucking chain that was yeah the run dmc shit shit, and 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 they had some cool hats on and they're shopping in the gucci i think it was gucci and and i followed them because i wanted to see who they were right and I and, and I felt weird looking at him, so I just right. left. But I don't know who I don't know if they were rappers or anything. But I didn't know anybody else who was wearing big gold right. ropes yeah, like yeah. that. Drug dealers and rappers. rappers. Yeah, dude, I was like much like today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I followed these dudes, and I, it was just really funny to see right. that because that big rope chain. Oh, I don't care if you're white or black. You saw that big rope chain. That was like fucking badass. Listen, listen the the bigger your rope chain, the bigger your dick. <laughs> That was dick symbolism, nigga. Dude, and these dudes had some monsters. They had to tuck it into the boot. We used to go, my family, we used to go to the to the swap meet in Jersey. Forget what they used to call it. The, the Route 1 swap meet. And they would just, you would go to the Asian booths and pick out your your, your size rope change. Rope, cha- rope chain. And it, you, you could have, again, you could have the little dainty one, which was cute. Uh, but yeah, if you got that big cable, nigga, you was somebody. But people were already ha- on those two guys. I remember walking out, and uh, there was these other two dudes that were w- looking at those guys. And I heard one of them say, "That shit's hollow," like you know, because you can make them so right. that they look big and thick, right? Right. But they were hollow, because no one ever wanted to give anybody any props. But but no, they might have been because I, I don't know that. There's no way that chain could have been a hundred percent gold, and you could be lifted lift up, lifted up. Do you know what the cost of that motherfucker would have been? <laughs> for, for for as big as those rope chains were. They weren't that costly. So it was hollow. It was maybe gold, gold plated. It couldn't have been 100% pure. 
No way. I know. All I remember is I thought that was I thought that was fucking cool shit, man. Because uh, I, I was out, but I was there. I was still in high school right. when when uh, just as as hip hop was really moving yeah, across boy, the country. Yeah. It was already well, no, in New no, York. No, it, well, it was okay because when you say moving across the country, it was born in New York, the Bronx. Uh, and it really didn't move anywhere past New York. I mean, people, uh, Southerners listened to New York. Everybody listened to New York rap because they hadn't come into their own yet. Right. You know, this was before West Coast and the emergence of, 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 the, of the Southern rap. It was, New York was king, man. Yeah, this was before New Jack City. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when that was like the introduction, I think, to everybody. Yes. You're talking about the movie? Yeah. Was that 80s? Yeah. No. Yeah. It was 90s, no. early 90s. No, I think it was 80s. No way. I'm looking it up Look right now. Look that up. No way. If it, if it was, it was 89, nigga, but that's still the stroke when, of midnight. But that's still when everybody got, well, okay, yeah, you might be right. Because that's yeah, that's when, 90s, that's, that, that's when West Coast rap, that's what I meant to yeah, say. That's when yeah, West Coast yeah. rap really made it. But let no, me see. I'm going to check no. to see what it was. Because I think it's still 80s. If it is, it was on, it was 11.59 at night before <laughs> New Year's Day, nigga. What was the first, uh, what was your first, like, hip-hop moment? Oh, dude, um, the, fir- the first tape I ever had, LL Cool J, um, I'm Bad. When he's sitting, standing on the car, leaning against the fence. Because, uh, you know, again, I-, I pride myself as a sappy romantic. So for every girl I wanted to fuck, I had to hear, doom. 91, you're right. Yeah, doom, doom. For the first time in my life, I know I need love. There I was. I need love. Oh man, that was that was yeah, man. That was LL, baby. Not me. It's bananas, man. Oh, not me, baby. Oh, all his shit, nigga. All his shit. Um. Since we're on music, I got to ask you, of the two horrible TV guys turned musician, and both were terrible, who would you rock more? Bruce Willis's Respect Yourself <laughs> or Don Johnson's Heartbeat? I would have to go Bruce Willis than Don Johnson's Heartbeat. Really? Yeah. Let me. Let, we got to give a little taste. No, and I and I know both of these, <laughs> right? Because Bruce Willis also didn't he do like uh he started doing those uh those wine those wine spritzer commercials yeah, where yeah. he's playing the guitar, right? Yeah. Back in the eighties, back to the eighties, anyone? What happens when you get to a point where you're so successful in one genre? That you automatically assume you're gonna kill it in another. Do you think they really assume? Yeah, come on. They believe that. They do because when you're that successful and you're riding a wave, your shit don't stink. Oh, okay, here we go. Well, the place is dead, Bruno. Get to it. Does he sound good? You know the the music. Doesn't the music have like a 
dated like, feel, but almost like a like a, a like a television like the, like people playing music in the movie. Right, 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 right. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, dude. I have to go with Don Johnson, man. Just heartbeat, man. Just you know, heartbeat. Yeah, I gotta go with heartbeat, man. I I think it's just because I like I, I like Bruce Willis more than Don Johnson. It's funny because even just listening to white music makes you right. bop your head kind of white. It made yeah, you go, it, it made it, me. It, I was my, my numerical bop system was off. <laughs> I didn't do a one two. I did a one fifteen thirty seven. You were like sixty five and hundred and thirty eight. Uh, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> shit, eighties was wild, man. Dude, uh, but that that's and that's the Eddie Murphy time. Yeah, that's when Eddie was king. He reigned the entire decade. I think the only bad movie he did that that whole run was Best Defense with Dudley Moore. Yeah, yeah. They were just looking for something to put Dudley Moore in. No, I think they were looking for something to put Eddie Murphy in. Well, both of them because Dudley Moore hadn't done anything since Ten. Yeah, but Eddie Murphy was the was the cash cow. Yeah, do you remember Ten? Ten. Ten with, with both- Dudley Moore. Double Bo Moore. Derek, yeah, the, the famous yeah. beach scene, right? Running, the, running. The the first we can we can say this. I, I love saying right. this. The first sign of cultural appropriation in America. Let me because uh, the bitch had braids. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, man, I think '80s white women were overrated. A lot of them that were deemed hot compared to the white women of today. Now, granted, a lot of the white women of today they get a lot of help. <laughs> a lot of needles, a lot of implants. But even when you peruse through Instagram and you look at some of the bitches on Instagram, these white women eat different now. White women back in the 80s, everything was just flat and plain. But that's because they were, when, when they were looking for people to put on TV, they wanted the thinnest people possible. Yeah, they wanted the sexy shit. They wanted people to be really super thin right. because when they photograph them they say that they look bigger right but they didn't look good tell me if i'm crazy it felt like in the 70s like like looks have always been important in hollywood yeah but in the 70s they weren't it was the last of you don't have to be stunningly beautiful to get this role where from the 80s on it be from the 80s all the way till today now it's bitch you got to be flawless because i always used to say Dude, I really don't believe Carrie Fisher and who's the dude played Luke Skywalker? You know his real name? Yeah, um, I do know his name. Uh, Mark uh, Hamill. Mark Hamill. He also played in the 80s. It may have been 70s Corvette Summer, but okay. go ahead. Mark Hamill. They don't get those roles today. Well, but that, that's... Because cause Carrie Fisher and, and especially Mark Hamill, they didn't have that movie star... Oh my god! But they wanted unrecognizable people in that. Yeah, some in that unrecognizable, movie. beautiful motherfuckers. But they, yeah, but it was so that there wasn't. But okay, but Carrie Fisher in the white, you know, robe right. that she was that, that that just white right. fabric that was tied at the waist kind of robe thing. When she's running and she has she has no, no bra. bra. Yes, she looked kind of she looked good at that moment. Yeah, but that's titty infatuation. <laughs> I'm talking facials. Do you know there's a real there's a real story behind that though? Really? Yeah. Um, she said to George Lucas, she goes, uh, I, I don't feel comfortable 
running, you know, because there's no bra. You don't, why, why wouldn't you want me to have a bra? And George Lucas looked at her, no facial expression change, and just said, Carrie, there's no bras in space. But there's dancing and talking <laughs> Wookiees. But in that universe, but space. Okay. space, there's no bras. Not needed. Gravity, whatever. Men oh. can just say anything. <laughs> Fucking great. It's great. So did you see Star Wars, though? The, 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 yeah. Because that was that 79 or was that 80? Again, I think Star Wars, the first one. Was just on the cusp. See, you guys, this is how we prove that we don't do any research. We just talk about what we know. Or what we best, think we know. Uh, we, we think we know as best as possible. Yeah, no, that had to be tail end of the 70s. I think it was. Because I know Empire Strikes Back was for sure 80s. Yeah, and that was the one that really... That was the shit. Uh, it is Star Wars. Oh, there's... Why don't they just have Star Wars here? They have like... Oh, every, all you got to do is... 77. Take... New Hope yeah, was 77. yeah. yeah. I made my yeah. gra- I made my grandma take me to that, and there was only a seat in the front row. Right, she was pissed. She was. You weren't. I wasn't. I loved it. But yeah, she you was a kid. She had her neck back. I don't think yeah. she talked to me for two weeks after that. Um, and again, man, when you think about you know, I, I, I wish there was a way to describe something you can't necessarily see. I don't want to say you can't see it because you can't see it, but like again, New York as a kid in the eighties. There was a, and as, even though I was a kid, so I don't really know now. I mean, I, you know, because as you get older, you hear the stories about how dangerous and rough and scummy New York is. But even as a kid, you, there was an electricity to going to Central Park. There was an electricity to being in, ooh, Times Square where the porno houses had the TVs outside that would show the pornos, obviously without the sex. They would just show you the clips. The clips. And the filthiness of, ooh, I'm not supposed to be here. And then over by, uh, what's that fucking place? The bus station. Um, Oh, uh, um. Not, not Grand Central Station. That's the glamorous uh, shit. It's um, Port Authority. Port Authority. Yeah. Port Authority, where a block over, you had the twenty-five cent peep houses, where for a quarter, the fucking thing would come up, and you could put your hand in and feel the thick bush of a bitch's skanky pussy. Oh goodness, dude! I, I the went, hot dogs tasted different. I was in. I, I was there. Like I said, eighty-five. Right. And all that was still going on. And it was it was unbelievable. But you know what? I didn't feel it didn't feel dangerous to me because the excitement of the city. Right. Now, when I was walking down the porn that porn area where they had all the where you could go see the movies and all those movies, that area it felt dirty. Really, it didn't feel dangerous to me. I'm sure it was dangerous. I think that's the Jewish in you. No, you know when you're a, when you're a young kid, that's why you do things. I like, wish I could do. I wish I could do what Kyla did because because her timing. I was shocked. <laughs> I was convulsed. Whatever she said, I was schwitzing. I was schwitzing. Whatever you were uh, like when you say dirty, that's why I said that's the Jew in you. Yeah. I wish I could. I know there's something to go. I evaded the, the dirt and the people. I just, I just don't know how to. That know. was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but no, it just felt dirty. You could be because you know there's a, I, and because this is a lost business. There's certain people that worked in that industry and i'm not saying the slut industry yeah the, that whole smut yeah the, but the dudes that worked there those wow. the dudes that ran those places wow. not 
not like the people that you probably have over for dinner, especially right. on the holidays. Right. They just had this this dirty, this right. slimy vibe. I, I got to tell you this. I, I used to work at this uh, uh, a restaurant supply company, and one of the places we used to deliver to was this uh, – uh, it's called. Uh, it's not there anymore. It's called Empire Empress. I think Empress Theater, Empire, Empire Theater, and it was all. It was that kind of thing, but it was in Arizona, mm-hmm. and you just put quarters in, and there was girls, and there was movies, <clears throat> and uh, we used to sell them Kleenex for the for, oh, so for what, the jack offs for when the dudes would jack right. off. There'd be Kleenex in there, and they raised the price. I remember bringing these. We probably bought like ten cases of Kleenex in, right. and I gave it to the guy, and the guy goes, "How much?" And he goes, nah, it's supposed to be less than that. So he called my called the the guys, right. and the guys, no, no, I went up in price, and I think it was like a, I don't know, maybe like twenty five cents more a box, right. which out of all those boxes they used was expensive. And he goes, nah, we're just not going to give him any Kleenex. Mm. That's the mentality of that. I'd rather have someone go in there and mop the place up at the end of the night, <laughs> rather than let's just have. That. Have you ever been to a porno theater? Like a real where you pay, sit down, and that that one that I used to deliver to, but I never went in and sat down. Right. I, it, it, it's it's dirty, dude. It, you really it, think dudes be jacking off in there? I know dudes would be jacking off in there. Oh, that's disgusting. But and into a little booth, you know how how I, I just imagine that the place, the, the, the little room, has to be all like you know like. Sweat, like people were right. sweating and jacking on. And the, the, that room has to feel <clears throat> just. Oh. You could smell disease in there. <laughs> um, like, dude, don't you wish some of that would come back? New York, some of it. New York needs it in a way. Like when I'm when you go down to Times Square, now, it's just it's disgusting. It's Disneyland. It's fucking disgusting. It's. Yeah, it's not the same. It doesn't. It doesn't have its. New York just doesn't have its edge anymore. That's what it is. Oh, it's, man. It ha, it's still New York. It's still all these great buildings yeah, in history. But that, that but that edge. That place was. You know. You felt like when you went to Times Square, you were going somewhere. Yeah. Now it's like you. Once it becomes touristy, it's not. It's almost like a. Like with the diners, drive-ins, and dives. Those are special places. Once it becomes chain. Yeah, it's and Times Square is chain now. It's corporate. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wish they would bring some of that back. But eighties, seventies, and eighties New York. Seventies was probably still the best. But eighties New York right. was amazing. I really enjoyed my time there. And that's the Andy Warhol time. Also, when Warhol would walk around with artists, and he was commercial. He wasn't like the the, the artist. Now he was right. like the 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 the, right. the the entertaining guy. And uh, I don't know. It was cool, man. I really liked it. There was the pop shop that was when they had all the. Uh, all that 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 resurgence of that kind of art, where, where it was Keith Haring, it was Andy Warhol, it was Basquiat. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was something about that whole period in time that it just was. It's un- See, they can't capture it again. Like like it felt like yo the village was the village. Yeah, Times Square was Times Square. Spanish Harlem was Spanish. Like everywhere was somewhere different, and it felt that way. Some of it today just all feels the same now. Like like you said, the edge. It's all one, so to speak. Harlem used to be a time where, you know, if you was white, nigga, don't you have your ass up on a hundred some street, nigga, past like how they used to do niggas in the South. Nigga, don't be out in them streets after the sun go down, nigga. Nigga, if you was white, you better not have your ass up on one twenty something. One twenty eight uh, street. But I gotta go to Patrice, man. Patrice had the funniest shit. It made me laugh so hard. He was talking to Opie and Anthony about being in New York because he's, you know, Patrice was a Boston dude. And he was talking about how now, just like I'm saying, 
white people can go up to a certain point where before they couldn't, because now it's damn near white. Uh, they they pushing the Negroes out. No, it, it's been gentrified. Yeah. So, but he goes, you know, back then, nigga, you go to up to a certain block where them niggas straight out tell you, hey, nigga, I got cocaine. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, like I ain't even seen that shit. Uh, I got off the. Uh, I got off one of when I was like, and, and there's, there's something about that age, that age that I was at that time when I was just right at twenty, right. you know, and I'm I'm in New York. And I would just get off the subway and just right. go check out a place. And I don't even know where I was because I would just lo- – I love New York, man. I would go everywhere. And I got off the subway and I was walking. And it was all brownstones. And I saw, like, dudes have a <laughs> – have uh, the trash cans with the fire coming out of it. Right. And they're all just sitting around it and, and shit. sitting doing shit. And I was like – I knew I wasn't in my the neighborhood where I belonged. Like, right. this was – so, you know, but you, you – if you don't act like an idiot – I I love seeing all that stuff. And right now, well, even if you go to um, the uh, Washington Square Park, mm-hmm. in the 80s, there was entertainers in the Washington Square Park. I mean, there was comedians, there was people, but, and, and there was also Jamaicans selling weed. And right. there was the police. Police used to monitor conversations from the top of the arch. Really? And there was, everything was dirt. It was dirt, and there was hardly any, there was no grass. The plants were kind of weak. Right. And now you go, and it's, I swear, last time I was there, I swear to God, I saw Alec Baldwin chasing his new family, his little kids, right. around the park. And he was just going, and everybody who looked at him, he would just go, shh, like, shh, let me have this, let me right. let me have this. Right. And he was just, and it's all green grass, and people are laying on the grass. Right. And uh, the, I don't even think the fountain used to work when I go, when I went out there. And there was mm. some skateboarders that were there, because there was a place called Soho Skate in the 80s. Right. I'm sorry I'm making this all about New York 80s, but uh, it was just the greatest moment. That, that, if were, I could, you, were you somewhere else in the 80s other than New York? Uh, I was in Arizona. I was still in Arizona, but I, I spent what, a lot of time that, in New York. What did that feel like, being in Arizona in the 80s? Because I would have loved to have seen, what was 80s like in L.A.? 80s in L.A. was cool, too, but it was different. It didn't have, uh, it was definitely like, in, in the 80s, I colors. felt, I felt colors. like, colors, yeah. colors. But 80s, well, everybody was scared. Like, this, and I think this has a lot to do with some of the things that we, that we struggle with in race today. Uh, the way that they sold, um, West Coast rap, hip hop, and the gangster rap, and the whole thing that they did. Uh, I think it scared a lot of people because I'm even telling you, I, I, I think I don't know if I told you the story. I had to, in the 80s, I had to go get gas. Uh, oh, it was the 90s, actually. But it was, it was bad. It was still bad. It was just every, I had to go get gas in Crenshaw because I was running out right. of gas. And every single. Uh, well, fuck, first of all, what the fuck was you doing in the Crenshaw district? I picked up a, 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 a rental car. Right. And the guy said, you're going to need to go get some gas. I'm giving you a good deal on But the rental car. car was in Crenshaw? No, it was at, by the airport, okay. which is El Segundo area. Right. And so I jumped on the freeway to get to where I was going, and I forgot about it. Oh, and you got off and ended up in Crenshaw. I got off and ended up in Crenshaw. Oh, and when you get off on Crenshaw by the freeway, everything had, like, steel fences over it. Like, right. you didn't – and everywhere you drove, <laughs> since you don't know the area, right. you're like, this doesn't look safe. Well, here's what's crazy. Even the areas in – California that are considered the ghetto. New Yorkers come and see that shit and go, this the ghetto nigga? Because they got lawns. Yeah. They have grass. They have grass. Yeah. And niggas from New York come out and see that shit and go, this this is some scary shit to y'all? Well, that's because California has neighborhoods. I mean, New York has neighborhoods too, but the neighborhoods are just concrete neighborhoods. Right. Where there's foliage in LA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
but yeah, 80s, 80s LA, it, 80s was definitely LA. I don't think thinks of itself as a, as the the smaller the, or the secondary city to New York now. I think they think they're equal. And back then, it, I think LA knew it was other than Hollywood. It knew it was right. the second city. It right. wasn't the. Um, when you talk about the baby 80s, um, some of my most memorable fun times ever as a kid. You can't you can't talk 80s and not bring up uh, cartoons. Yeah. What the fuck is happening to our little boys today? When you look at the cartoon, 80s was when boys were fucking boys. Voltron, GoBots, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Thundercats, He-Man, two of my favorite, which I, I got to play a little bit of the theme song of both, Silverhawks. Do you remember Silverhawks thing? See, now I was already too old. I know what I know it, but right. I never saw it. I really Bionic Six. I now that one I did see a little bit of. Oh, that was my shit. Like the popular ones, the ones you obviously know: He Man, Thundercats, GI Joe, dude. Bionic, Bionic Six. Ooh, ooh. I gotta play this. This is my shit. Oh wait, that's the fucking Asian version. Here we go. It's my part. This would make a great live action movie. That 80s riff. A family brought together by faith and given superpowers through the miracle of modern science. That guy's in every cartoon in the Yes, game. yes. That's an 80s guitar riff. Oh, dude. Let me tell you, my favorite, you, you, what you do, get your favorite, and, and this, and that was really, uh, that wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon. That was after school. After, those were the two time spots. It's like Monday night football. There's Monday nights, and then there's Sundays. Saturday was the Monday night. Or the or the or the Sunday, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the. It's about four hours of cartoons. Four hours, but then the Thursday or the Monday night was the after school shit. Three o'clock, but three o'clock. But either way, you come home, you do your homework, you fucking change clothes, you get your favorite box of cereal, and you use up all the milk, <laughs> and your pops beats the shit out of you for using a gallon of milk for one serving of cereal and a half a bag of sugar. Um, what was your favorite '80s cartoon? See, I didn't have '80s cartoons because I was already grown. That's grown. right. So, so your shit '70s. So my shit '70s. I don't even know what the fuck was around. Rocky in the 70s. and Bullwinkle. Oh, that was the wackish Rocky. Hey, Rocky. <laughs> yeah, I liked Rocky. The uh, the, and the the they did the what dude with the time travel guy that guy. But that's '70s because to me, when I was looking at the '80s, I saw like Strawberry Shortcake. Remember Strawberry Shortcake? She was a little. She was. Yes, that was a cartoon. Yeah, 
That was shit that I didn't. I saw. You like, watched that? No, I just oh, saw I'm that. About to call I, you the faggot yeah. here. <laughs> that's the reason why I was like, oh. I, what, what's called? I Transformers was the one that I saw that right. looked somewhat reasonable. Right. I couldn't get into it. I okay. Well, then let me ask you this: When you, because no matter if the '70s was your thing, you still, as a kid, fucked with the cereal. What was your favorite go-to cereal? Oh, dude. Now. I have I, I didn't have one cereal because I liked right. all these cereals. I I know this is going to sound really boring. I like right. corn pops, but Cookie Crisp, man. Oh, you can't go wrong with Cookie Crisp, <laughs> nigga. Um, but corn pops so overrated. I, I'd like that. It. Was so overrated. But the reason the thing wasn't about the cereal, and this is where this is different today too. It was about the prize in the box. Uh, yes. You wanted the cereal that you liked. And you dug through that motherfucker the first time you opened it and got that bitch with cereal crumbs all up to your elbow. And your parents knew that you did it because the box was now round. Yes. Yes. And uh, uh, and here's why my parents didn't mind me doing that or my sister because it was kid cereal. If it had been, nigga, uh, Cheerios, uh, checks, shit with no sugar. The stuff your parents were eating. Your parents ate. Yeah. I'd have got fucked up. But they knew that, you know. Dude, did you ever try Wheaties? Did you ever? Have you ever ate Wheaties? You know what, dude? Again, I won't even say it's overrated because I never tried it. But I never wanted to try it because it felt like once the milk got to it, all that shit would break up and you just eat. Tell me if you did this. I think most people do. You don't just eat the cereal, nigga, and throw the shit away. You drink the milk, right? Yeah, you got to have the flavored milk. The flavored milk. So I thought once the Wheaties broke up, I gotta. This, I can't. I don't want nothing getting in the way of the milk flowing smoothly down my throat yeah. and into my stomach, and them little pieces. Ah, yo, dude, I could not stand. My, I tried it only because, and this is what's funny. This is why I brought this up. Bruce, this is more seventies, but I didn't get to pick my cereal until Wheaties. Wheaties was Bruce Jenner with the flags. That's and that was when in the Olympics. But so I tried that fucking shit, Mark. and it tastes like fucking shit. Yeah, no sugar, no sugar. It just tasted shitty. Just mm. tasted shitty, but uh, uh, the we that one I didn't like, and you know what one I don't like, and still was part of that eighties time. I like tricks, but I did not like uh, Lucky Charms. Yeah, overrated to me too. I, All you wanted was the marshmallows. I didn't even like the marshmallows. I like really? nothing about it. To me, nothing right. about it tasted good. Um, were you the guy that like most kids too much sugar in the milk? Yeah, my mom. My so when you finished it, you could literally scoop up a whole tablespoon of wet sugar on Rice Krispies, and you needed it on Rice Krispies. You did. You needed it. Snap, crackle, pop, and lots of sugar. There you go. Um, my two favorite cereals: Count Chocula. Oh, that one's good. Which they don't even make no more. Remember, nope. they, wasn't, there, wasn't there three ca- Frankenberry, Frankenberry, Count Chocula, and Boo? Ba- no, Booberry. It was Booberry, Count Chocula, and there was Franken um, something. Was it Frankenberry? There was I know there was Booberry. Okay, Count Chocolate was obviously the Dracula. Right. Booberry was the ghost. Right. And Frankenberry was the was the was the Frankenstein. Yeah, but what there was three. There was three. Okay. Um that Count Chocula and Honey Smacks. Honey Smacks were good. Which they always looked like little clits. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that. But Honey Smacks, nigga. Oh goodness. Because you didn't need that, you didn't need sugar on Honey Smacks. No, you didn't. Um, and then later down the years, I don't know that I really even liked the cereal. I got it for the for the novelty, the knowing that there you had two choices. Remember nerds? No, nerd cereal. I didn't, I Remember know. nerds candy? Yeah, they did a nerd cereal. 
where just like the candy, on one side of the box, you could get one flavor, and on the other side, you could get another flavor. I didn't even really like the cereal. I just went, oh, shit, I'm the, nerd I, cereal. I, you just told me that right, right now, and I'm thinking about it like it just got invented, and I'm like, that is a genius idea. Yeah, but it didn't last. It didn't last. It didn't last. Um, um, Did you ever get the little single pack cereal? You know where you the, the little the little ones where you could right 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 yes yes box. yes yes. I always wanted my parents to get that, and they finally really? got it for me one time. Right, and then there's like thirty percent of the box I didn't want to eat. Right. Oh yeah, there's only the one or two packs you like. So they were pissed right. at me for that. Um, I don't really eat cereal that much now. Do you still eat cereal? Um, I eat weird cereal. There's a couple of fun ones that I like. I, 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 go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, I'm a slave to Cinnamon Toast Crunch, dude. <laughs> I'm a fucking slave. Only because you like the milk that it makes. No, them, them squares, nigga. <laughs> them sugary cinnamon squares, nigga, is great. Um, I, I, You go ahead. I like Frosted Wheats. I'll eat Frosted Wheats, though. Frosted Wheats? Frosted Wheats. They're little pe- mini wheat Frosted Wheats. They're, they're about this big, and it's all frosted sugar on one side. Okay. And on the back side, it's just wheat. It's it's on top of wheat. So you, you feel like you're eating healthy, right. but you're really just eating sugar. Here was another one overrated to me. And Ivan loves it to death. Frosted Flakes. It was good, but yes. you had to get to it. You had to, you, you couldn't yeah. let it sit. Now, see, here's what my brother Ishmael would do. He was team soggy. I was team crunchy. He would wait. And it would piss me off because I'm going, not only is it disgusting you eating that soggy shit, your milk is getting warm, nigga. You're eating hot. You're basically eating room temperature, soggy, milky cereal. So he waited till there was no more milk in the bowl. It was all absorbed in the cereal. And that shit tastes, that feels like a sponge in you your mouth. You fucking animal. <laughs> oh. And he would always go, why are you always worried about how I eat? Nigga, you ain't, in, you ain't eating it. I'm like, dude, you're disrespecting the food. It's how I felt about you telling me you don't drink milk I, I with don't. pastries. I don't. Uh, the other one that I'll still have, though, is Captain Crunch. And I'll eat that shit with no milk. And scar the fuck the top of the to roof with your rip, mouth. Rip the top off. Uh, I never really liked Captain Crunch, but I liked when they came out with just the Crunch Berries. Yeah, all, oops, all berries. Oops, all berries. Um, <laughs> now this, now we're getting the shit we ate. Yeah, go. yeah. Um... <laughs> And you know, of course, you 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 were a fucking you were a hall monitor as a kid if you ate frosted not frosted flakes, uh uh what's the corn flakes. Corn flakes. Just plain corn flakes. Just plain corn even flakes. when you even if you, you could have put a you could have put a pound of sugar in there and it still didn't taste right. Oh goodness. Um Silverhawks. Dude, and, and you know what? Again, everybody knew Transformers, G.I. Joe. Thundercats, those were the big boys on the block. Not enough credit went to the Silverhawks, man. Was Johnny Quest 80s? Tail 70s, I think. Yeah, I watched Johnny Quest. Look that up. You know what's crazy? Before you look it up, here's what's crazy. 70s cartoons look like 70s cartoons. Yeah, they do. There's a graininess to it. Like the technology hadn't gotten there yet. But 80s cartoons look like 80s cartoons. All right, so wait. Will it add?
I remember this, but I just don't. Ooh, this is such a cool cartoon. This is a live action? Are you fucking kidding me? Maybe you should buy the rights to it and make it a... That's all 80s guitar, baby. Yeah. Jesus, it was 64 through 65. Johnny Quest. Yeah, they just kept replaying it. Right. Well, you told me that about um, Batman. Yeah. Because I thought Batman with Adam West was... No, that was old. Oh, Silverhawks, man. When the 80s, did you have to... Was Gilligan's Island off the air? You, did you start I to watch Gilligan's Island? I hated that fucking show. Because you'd come home and sometimes... Because there was, because TV was still in its inf, still infancy. Yeah. And so they didn't have a lot of reruns of shows right. that went on. So when you came home, you had to watch like Flintstones. Right. You could watch uh, Gilligan's Island. Right. Um, but I was younger then. I don't know if they still right. had that on for you back then. I hated Scooby-Doo. See, I like Scooby-Doo. I hated Scooby-Doo. Scooby, Scooby-Doo, where oh, are you? God. I didn't want to fuck Daphne. That was a bad blonde bitch. See, I don't hate white people, man. How do you hate white people? You want to fuck Daphne? Wait, that's not the nerd, is it? No, I don't think so. No, oh. which one? No, which one is Daphne? The, I thought it was the blonde. I think Daphne is the blonde. Which? Let me look that up too. I mean, you know, I throw the nerd a banging too, but it wasn't first choice. Would you take your glasses off? Hell no. Fog that face up, nigga. Um. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to. I was trying to think if there's any other cartoons. There used to be because I'm. Did you have this where you grew up? We had a. Did you have a guy like a guy that had like a an after school program? Like we had a local guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, who was your local guy? I don't remember his name. My our, mine was Uncle Bob in Tucson. Really, it sounds like a child molester. It does, but he was a cool dude. <laughs> right. He elbowed me though in the in the head by accident. Uh, really? Yeah, because on your birthday you could go there. Um, and my mom would always sign me up. So on your birthday, you get to go to the studio. The Hudson Guild. PS33, where I went to school. But we, that after school, bro, Hudson Guild. <laughs> I forget there was this one fucking, uh, what do you call him? Counselor. Man, titties, nigga. It was the first time I ever was like, as a kid, titties. I was, child titties were huge. Big chocolate, bitch. Oh. <laughs> um. But again, back to my point, the cartoons for boys. Patrice was on Opie and Anthony one time, and he said, do you know, nigga, I recently saw, I was in a store, and I saw an Easy Bake Oven, and a boy was on the box. A boy was on the box. The fuck is going on? Okay, I don't understand how that doesn't make sense, though. What do you mean? Let, let, let's back this up a little bit, though. Back in the 80s? Yeah. They would have never done that. Let's, let's ask this question. Who are all the who are all the most world renowned chefs, especially at that guys. time? Guys. So why? Back then you think it was guys? Back then it was guys too, who were the world renowned chefs. All the chefs were men. I mean, Julia Childs had to break in, it was considered a men's industry. So why wouldn't men be the ones on the box of cooking thing? This is where it because gets Because chauvinism 
<laughs> hadn't caught up to uh, what's the word? See, this is what I mean about eloquence. So, I don't know the right word to put in there, but chauvinism still had bitches in their place because a chef made money and a mom cooked out of the oven. And, and that was one of the first Christmas gifts uh, my sister ever received was the Easy Bake Oven. Uh, and somebody, I, I remember somebody said something about how dangerous you giving a light bulb electrical toy to a child. Yeah. That's... Nigga, here's what they don't make anymore that was so cool as a kid. Cap guns. Yeah, because guns. Fucking guns, cap guns period. Nigga. They can't have guns. Even squirt guns can't look like guns. When you when they had the cap guns with the with the that little red the, the red red, red thing. thing, and you put it in and you and you you the revolver, and me and my boys would be outside playing Miami Vice, nigga. One of us was Crockett and the other ones with Tubbs, and we was going after Colombian drug lords. Nigga. Wait, wait, wait. In in your in your upbringing, yeah, I'm assuming your friends, black friends, yeah. So when it came time, white too. But 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 you're good friends. I know yes. you're good friends. So I'll yeah. already say I know they're, yes. they're black dudes. So when you guys were playing Crockett and Tubbs, yes. did you guys have to fight to be Tubbs? Nah, nigga, I knew my place. He got all the dialogue. <laughs> I wanted to be the nigga with the green eyes, nigga, and, the, and that fuckable curly hair. I asked I asked a question on Instagram to the women, ladies in the '80s. Who you think got the most pussy based on that sexy shit? Uh, Philip Michael Thomas, a.k.a. Tubbs. Uh, Blair Underwood from L.A. Law. Uh, or Christoph, oh, Mario, Mario Van Peebles. Or Christoph St. John from Young and the Restless. Tubbs got the most. Really? Nigga, the eye, nigga what? That nigga's eyes, nigga. See, I thought Mar- And he didn't have that nigga nappy slave hair. He had that tr- straight... Nigga, I'm on the beach. Nigga, Dexter St. Jock, fucking your woman well. But Mario Van Peebles was in a lot of movies. He was cool. Yeah, but dude, and, and remember, Miami Vice, there was no show. To this day, I don't know if there's a show cooler than that show. Well, have you watched it lately? I know if it's dated. It, it, feels, it, dated. it feels dated. But for that time, yeah. they, I remember I was watching uh, one of those 80s specials. And they were talking about just the music alone. The theme song music is the theme song music, but they were like, "Yo, it was like what the dude described it as. It was like you were watching an MTV video." But that's what they made it for. They made it. They made it to replicate the feeling that you're watching a video. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, as the fucking Ferrari was driving down to Miami South Beach Street at night. A white. A white. Come on, man. I asked a question, another question. Well, let, let, since we're on this topic, what was your favorite? I'm going to make this. They, they got to go together. What was your favorite hour dramatic show with the coolest theme song? In the 80s? In the 80s. An hour, because my advice was half an hour, wasn't it? Or was it an, an hour? hour. It was an hour? Yeah. And let me give you some choices. Okay. Miami Vice. Magnum P.I. Um, here's one that I loved it Simon and Simon The Equalizer My Favorite Hunter or oh two more I got a name Hill Street Blues, Blues. I was going to ask if you were going to get that and one and L.A. Law 
The one that, Knight Rider. I don't know if I didn't like Knight Rider, right? Because I didn't like Knight Rider. If I didn't like Knight Rider because of uh, what's Lee doing that? Um, I forgot his name. Anyway, his he's name. he's the big he, singer he, in Germany. In Germany. Germany. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, David Hasselhoff. David, I, I, something about him. You didn't like him. And then when I found out he was like the this, it, it, like he had too many things going on that right. I couldn't get. Um, L.A. Law is probably the one I watched the most. I really right. liked Hill Street Blues. Man, that fucking listen. I'm surprised some rappers ain't remixed that because you know how some rappers remix shit and put it with a beat. That song with a fucking beat, the way it starts off. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, 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 doom. Then the beat kicks in. Boom, boom, boom. Man, that would be a hot fucking rap track. Hold up, man. Wait, 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 wait. All right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Um, dude, and, 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 and to all of y'all who might remember, that show, did you ever watch Hunter? Which one, who was starting Hunter? It was the white Fred Dreyer. Oh, yeah. And he had the female brunette partner. No, he was good. Partner. That was good. Dude. My dad loved him because. My dad wanted to fuck that white girl. <laughs> and I did too. That's what I'm saying, Chris. How can I fucking say all white people? I blow my chances at fucking Hunter's partner. My dad thought Fred Dreyer was an NFL football player. Yes. So my dad thought that was the coolest thing. He yes. Okay. And the way it would. St- oh, here we go. We got to play this. All right, Hunter, y'all. Stephanie Kramer. Oh, she was hot. Even with the shoulder pads. <laughs> Dude, you can't see me. I am doing the 80s white man overbite, nigga. It's, it's you got to. to that 80s guitar. This is my favorite part. Oh! Okay. Now, I give you... You guys gotta hear Hill Street Blues and just... Oh, picture the picture the beat coming in like a rap. What? Hill Street Blues thing. Okay. Yo, yeah. That's what's up. Diddy, let's get it, niggas. Hey, yo, Snoop Dogg with the Hill Street Blues. Mm. West Coast to come. Nigga, how we... Uh. Ah. Come on, man. That was some cool shit. <laughs> that was some cool shit. Dude, I'm, just, I'm looking over some of these 80s shows that I just... 80s is actually good. Dude, it was a great time for TV. Did you ever... Shit was still... It was, shit wasn't politically correct yet. There's a, there's a song though that that was a hit song at the time in the eighties, the greatest American hero. Oh, that was my shit. 
Look what's happened to me. Guess what happened to me now? I'm, God damn it, Andy. Uh, <laughs> how do you play it? How's it go? I, I don't know. I got to find it. Oh, I, I was God. Just, I was just looking at the... Your fingers got to be quick, my nigga. All you got to do is type that shit in and YouTube and you'll be good. Look what's happened to me now. I can't believe it myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> suddenly yeah, I'm, I'm on top, top of the world. world. It could have been, been somebody, somebody else. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. What? <laughs> Dude, this is what I'm saying. This this time, but of it was still like a little bit of innocence left, but still some skankiness. It, it was middle ground. Well, because you had all that left over from the '70s, right? So air, and right? Then we were coming into that conservative time with the Reagan era, yes. And there was a lot that was going on, but I hated shit like Elf. I hated Elf. Oh, Elf was a piece of shit. Yeah, who the fuck liked that one? And what was this show about the girl who was a robot? Vicky. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I hated that one, too. Oh, I didn't realize Dukes of Hazard was in the 80s, too. So, one of the funniest jokes I ever heard. I was in Nashville, Tennessee. I can't remember the white guy's name. He looked like uh, Paul. What was the dude? Paul Rudd. Is that him? Ant-Man. Yeah, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. He said, uh, it's proof that Southerners are stupid. Because just look at Dukes of Hazzard. They needed a narrator. <laughs> right now, Bo and Luke. Blah, blah. <laughs> Night Court. Oh, this was such a time. Every man should play this after he orgasms. <laughs> oh, damn, there on. were some really good shit. Taxi was at that time. Yes. WKRP yes. in Cincinnati. WK, if you're ever wondering, wonder what became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I used to have a white neighbor, white woman named Mary Ellen. And we lived at 433 West 34th Street, 9th and 10th Avenue, apartment 12B. She used to live in 12C, 12D. White chick. Um, if I ever, like, she was like my mom, nigga. Whatever me and my, she denied me and my sister nothing. She, I mean, she was sweet. She drank a lot, smoked a lot. She eventually died because of it. She used to have a, boyfriend named Abbott and he wanted to marry her he he loved her but she would always treat him like shit like she she he was her ashtray nigga but there was a weird love there like we used we me and my sister used to sleep over her house and sleep with her in the same bed and every morning she would give us a shitload of money and we'd go down to the McDonald's down the block and and buy breakfast she denied me and my sister nothing this white woman was sweet as fuck. That's why, again, I can't fuck with this dude. Well, I'm fuck, I'm going to say all white people. And we had some strange characters living in that building. I, I remember um, Fran and white woman with a black husband. 
Fran and I can't remember his fucking name. They had this dog, this orange dog. Fran, ah, what's her name? But they were bike. They were heavy into bicycling, and they would always bicycle all around the streets. And then I, I remember Lucy, this old white bitch, would purposely leave her door cracked and walk around naked. And she had a thousand cats, nigga. <laughs> you didn't know if that was pussy you were smelling or pussy. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, here's my trivia question, my TV trivia question for you. And we're going to do it both ways. If you had a chance to bang any one of these TV women in their prime who were all considered super hot, who would you choose? A, Debbie Allen during Fame. Remember the show Fame? Yeah. Felicia Rashad as Miss Huxtable. Jack A from 227. Or Jonah Kearns from Growing Pains. Those are my only choices. Dude, those are four hot bitches. What's the problem? Well, Lonnie Anderson from uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, okay, okay, I see you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so clearly, it's Lonnie. Uh, it could be. It could be uh, who played Chrissy in Three's Company. Why are you dissing the sisters, nigga? You just you just threw in two extra white women because I gave I'm, you Jonah Kearns. I'm adding. I'm adding. Uh, Chrissy, the blonde or the brunette? Uh, the blonde. Joyce oh, DeWitt was the the brown. The, the brown. I, I, I can't remember Chrissy's name right now. Uh, I'm I'm looking at this list to see if there's any. I'm, I'm looking at this. this uh, who else was in there though? Happy Days. Ooh, that was that. That she didn't turn out good. Well, of the ones that you name, who, who would it be? Lonnie, Chrissy, Jonah Kearns, Jack A, Felicia Rashad, or Debbie Allen. It's that it's tough because Jackie seems like she'd be the most fun. She was the dickest nigga. But she'd be the most fun. She was the funnest person in on hey, TV at that time. Felicia Rashad had a sexiness she about was, her yeah. sophistication, dude. But I, I'm gonna and, go and Maggie Seaver. She was hot. Do I have to go back to the time? It was. Or are you talking about today? Both. My feeling back then, it would have to be Lonnie Anderson. Okay, she'd be a mess now, wouldn't she? It would be a mess. Right. Know? Yeah, it would be terrible. Uh, but at that time, when I was a young dude, she was like the right. she was like the big hot the hot chick right. with the big boobs, and right. they only gave her that role because they wanted to put her on TV. No. Yeah. Uh, um, back then, no, today, the one who still looks the best, Felicia Rosard looks the best. You would go with Felicia, doesn't she? Don't you think she looks the best still? I haven't seen Maggie Seavers. I I don't. She was hot. She was hot, dude. You know who I really liked, though, and I, I I just saw her on this, and uh, I can't put her in this because now that I'm looking at her, she wasn't she wasn't cute, but I really like Julie from the Love Boat. I don't remember her. She was in the Love Boat. She, I'll show you who she is, but no. I I had I had a huge crush on her when I was in uh, what the short hair. Yeah, yeah, that's that shit. You like that? That's she's too cookie cutter for me. And she doesn't look cute to me <clears throat> anymore. She has no lips. Now let me flip it on you. Let me flip it on you. Who are you gonna pick? Oh shit! Um, from back then, Jack A, nigga. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one time I complimented her on Twitter, and she read it, and she said, "Thank you, baby." 
And I was like, oh, shit. Dude, there's just something about her personality. Yeah. The whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me flip it on you. If you had to pick, and I'm going to go opposite of gorgeous. Oh, I forgot one that we could have done. All right. But go I'm ahead. Go, I'm going to go opposite of gorgeous. Um, Mabel King from What's Happening, the mother. Yeah. Um, Esther Roll, the mom from Good Times. Or, got to throw a white one in there. Estelle Getty from the Golden Girls. <laughs> Uh, I have to pick one? You have to, nigga. Who is the first one? From what, what? Mabel King. From? What's happening? The mom. And the other one was from Good Times. Uh, Florence. Uh, uh, Esther Roll. I want a powerful woman. I'm going to take Esther Roll. No, don't say that. <laughs> I feel like you fucking me now. I, I look like her naked, nigga. <laughs> I don't want to know My that. body looks exactly like that bitch naked. I liked your part, though, on the show. James, uh, James, James. I got to get that. That's over you, Anthony. I loved when fucking Anthony would do that. You know, but can I put this on pause for a second? Because we, we missed mm-hmm. the person that I... Like, today, back then, and today, I could put them in one because she was younger in the 80s and on the show. And we, wow. forgot, we forgot who it was. Lisa Bonet, who was on the Cosby <sighs> show. I'll put it like this then. Fuck it. Let's just make it a toss-up between these two. Lisa Bonet or Alyssa Milano. Oh, yeah, because she was 80s, too. But she was little, though, in the 80s. No, when the show show got ready to end, she She, turned into a legal hottie. I know how hot... um, I I haven't seen Lisa Bonet in a long time, but I know how hot... uh, Lisa Bonet is still held together. But my feelings, my male feelings. Are, are, you, are you basing this off of Angel Heart? No. Okay. And I did, and I did see Angel Heart, but that's not what All I'm, right. I'm basing it off. I, 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 I was in love with her on uh, when she was on the Cosby Show. Lisa Bonet. Yeah, and then when she went and started doing her own shit. Right. I hated. You still loved her during Different World. She was, I it's still, she was hot. And dude, mm. I hated Lenny Kravitz for a long time because of her. Yeah, he was with her. <laughs> I want to get away, I want to fly away. Yeah, he'd still be singing songs to her. Hi, right? That whole first album, that his album was great, and I would love his first out that album, right? Because I, it was all pain from fucking her over, and I was like, Yeah, right. that's what right. you deserve. Right. Fucking Lisa Bonet over. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now let's go. Let's let's just you know. Let's really uh, get a little wild here. <laughs> um, you had a drunk night, niggas. You fucked up. Maybe on Quaaludes. You did a lot of coke. You drunk off your ass. No one will ever know, but you. If you had to pick between. George Jefferson. (laughs) Um, Isaac from the Love Boat. And Alan Thicke as the dad from Growing Pains. And Phil Drummond. (laughs) Nigga, no one knows this happened. 
I would know. You know, but no one else knows. Maybe I, I maybe I heard it in the next room. Uh, who would you go with, dude? I can't. Come on, none. Andy. Come on, none. Come on. I'm a. I'm a answer hypotheticals, nigga. Hi- hypotheticals. We, we, we had a. F- am I saving the planet? Am night. I saving the planet? What do you mean saving the? It's planet? It's to save the planet. It's to save the planet. Yeah, let's say I have to fuck one of them to, to save say. The oh, okay, okay. It's got to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah, you save the planet, nigga. And as a reward, you get a blowjob from Lonnie Anderson. Uh, I would. I, I would. So you got to take some cock to get your cock served. I would I I could easily go George Jefferson because he would he would want to reciprocate. <laughs> I would go Phil Drummond because clearly he has an understanding for black people. He took two niggas in, so what's one more to take it? He said that just to set that whole fucking thing up. And the world don't move to the beat of just what? What a tragic end to that situation, isn't it? Damn, boy. Damn. And I, think, who, I think everybody's dead except Todd Bridges. Uh, it, well, Dana Plato's is dead. Yeah, she, she died of drug overdose. Gary Coleman's dead. His liver. Miss Ga- Garrett can't be around. I don't think so. And Phil Drummond's gone. And Todd Bridges had the most problems while the show was filming, didn't he? After. She, she after. Did. She had problems, too, though. Dana it, was, it was all after. Yeah. It was all after. Dude. Um, but... You know, it's so this is how cruel the internet is. There was a footage, some footage that I saw. Did you see it? Todd Bridges getting knocked out? No. He was in some bar in Texas. And I mean, this nigga's dome, I mean, he got rocked. And he he fell back like if I if you were standing in front of me and I was in back of you, and I said, Andy, trust me, I'll catch you. And I don't. That nigga fell back. And of course, you know what the jokes was. Damn, that nigga got hit with a different stroke. <laughs> It's so fucking cruel. It's fucking cruel, but uh, it's funny. But it's like, come on, man. dude. But the word, the one that was hard for me to see because uh, was uh, what, what's I can't even remember his name. What you talking about? What's his name? Oh, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. To see him in that security guard outfit, jumping on the top of the car, dude. Yeah, because you 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 don't you don't you don't really think about it, but you put part of your childhood. God into is these just people. not. If you, if you still believe God exists. Man, smack yourself. This little nigga was taken advantage of by his own fucking parents, lost all his money, hit with a height ailment, and this is this is this is this is how he goes out. Oh. Dude, being a being see, and you know what? You could speak about this pretty well because you you like you said, you started at sixteen. Right. Now you weren't as young as Gary. Uh, Gary or but, small. More small. <laughs> but it's hard when you hit that, when you when you when you have that fame coming at you like that when you're young. Because it, it, it luckily for you, like that's not your peak. Well, one, I never had fame at that level. level. You know, listen, man, and back then, you know, one but so many channels. So when you were seen, you were seen, and that was a prime time hit show. Mad TV was Saturday late nights with a million other options. So. That's a different level of fame. So yeah. to hit that and then go from that to no more work. And when you got what Gary got or what Webster got, you might be lucky enough to nab something in a movie. And believe me, they're taking advantage of, the, of your height. You're in that movie because of the height. Right. So your window for, for, for you know, sustainable success 
Very small. That's why when you want a show like that, man, you take all that bread and save it and invest it. Because, you know. Dude, I just, you know, I, I, this is one. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm vain. I think I'm vain in this way because I look at it and to even be like Clint Eastwood, who started yeah. off when he was, you know, he did those yeah. old Western movies, you know, yeah. and he's a good looking dude, you know, yeah. nice. Yeah. And, and I, I saw The Mule. Did you see The I Mule? I saw a good movie. Good movie. Damn, he, he's aged bad. Dude, but how do you look at And he's a director. That's tough. But you, you, and you see that transition. You have to live with it. And you know. Dude, I, I recently watched on the plane in the line of fire. He was old then, but still looked. Good. Good. The Mule, nigga? That motherfucker looked like a hot, like a melted candle, nigga. Like, it just. Uh, but. His acting was outstanding, but you know it's Clint Eastwood. He's only going to do so much. Yeah, it's, it's all breathing now, nigga. <laughs> He's going to get an Oscar just for being yeah. able to breathe still. Yeah, uh, yeah. but dude, to have like a and, and, and when I see these actresses that were young as women and then they're older, man, it has to be that's hard tough, on your man. psyche to be able to look at yourself and go, oh, that's when I dude, was... Dude, you know, um, that's why I say, man, it sucks getting old, man. When you look at you... Nigga, did you ever see the Clint Eastwood movie uh, Misty, something Misty, Say Hello to Misty for me? No. Or Misty, it's the one where he plays a, 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 a music DJ and this woman is obsessed with him. Play Misty for me. And she always calls in and goes, hi, play Misty for me. And she turns out to be a psycho who's trying to kill him. It's a good fucking movie. But that was Clint Eastwood, fresh out the womb, nigga. Looked great. So, yeah. Um, Let's see. We talked about TV. Do we cover our... What was your favorite Christmas toy? 80s Christmas toy. Um... God, that wasn't eighties. Oh, fuck. My favorite Christmas toy I ever got. Right. So I, I just say this was the Evil Knievel stunt cycle. No, that wasn't Christmas. That was my birthday. I got I got an oh. Evil Knievel stunt cycle, and it sucked. But right. I, I want that. My favorite. My dad got me. Man, I don't even know what my favorite Christmas toy is from the eighties. Because I was like, again, I was older, so right. I don't know what I really liked back then as much. But oh, I got a bike. I got a bike that was. Yeah, you like that? That's I got a, I got a BMX bike, a mongoose oh, okay. BMX bike. Yeah. It was, oh, that was. Yeah, that's another thing we missed right there. Right, right. BMX bikes, dude. And if you had the with the little pegs on it for your for your boy, to, that came after me. But yeah, but right, you the, could ride someone around yeah, afterwards. Um, and this is this is where poverty stayed with me. I never could get any of the top line shit. I always got just under that. Like what I wanted, what I fucking would have pissed myself for. A Nintendo. Yeah. When Nintendo came out, that was every much the rage as a PlayStation. And my parents couldn't give me a Nintendo, so I got Sega. But Sega was hot then. <clears throat> I didn't. It any- was the side bitch. Yeah, I didn't get any of that shit because it really didn't come out. We had Pong. Right. We had Pong. We played oh, those kind of games. Atari I'm is what we had. We had Atari. You. Atari was my my era. Right. That's a that is eighties. Right, yeah, yeah. Atari's eighties, yeah. Yeah. ColecoVision. Yeah. I had the the, the it's got how time has just changed. I had that that handheld football game, the NFL game, where it was just a line. Oh. And you moved down the field and the other lines tried you know to. It was so wild, man. 
This is why I know, based off of what you just said, this is why child support is outrageous. Do you know how little it takes to make a child happy? Yeah, because when we were kids, dude, was that not the shit to us? Yeah. Now we look back on it now and we go, ooh, compared to today's shit, ooh. But as a kid, you didn't complain. You loved the bullshit uh, mechanical or whatever it was where the soldiers moved. When, when you, when the vibrating? The vibrating and the shit moved. Yeah. You, that was the shit to you. That's why I know them little African kids are happy off the 50 cents. The price of a cup of coffee. Them niggas are taken care of, man. They don't want much. They don't require much. Well, we, Wipe some of them flies off, nigga, and provide them with something, a stick. You know you give little kids a toy. Right. Little kids, like under five. Right. They play with the box. The box! Because the box... The toy is what the toy is. Right. When you look at the toy, if the toy is a ball, it's a ball. If it, the toy is a, 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 a like a like a, I don't know whatever you want the toy to be, that's right. what the toy is because it is. Right. The box is endless. Ugh. The box has all the possibilities. And as a parent, in the world. you're not supposed to care, but I'm mad. <laughs> like, motherfucker, I just spent for you and the box, nigga. I could have went to the dumpster and got you a box. Because the box is infinite opportunities to Ugh. be whatever you want it to be. Ugh. The toy is exactly what it is. <sighs> Wow. Um, did you? Did you? I would. I mean, I'm guessing. You wore Nikes, didn't you? I did not. What did you wear? I wore whatever the cheap shoes was. My parents really, really couldn't afford. My parents really couldn't afford. Again, um, rich shit was being able to wear Nikes. Yeah, and you were really the shit if you could wear Jordans. Me, Reebok was the best I could do. The worst I ever had was champion sneakers, which I wore on my Def Jam debut. Champion sneakers? Champion sneakers. I had on an all-denim outfit, denim jeans, denim jacket, black leather gloves. gloves. I had an S-curl perm with a hook part, and I wore champion sneakers. My mom worked at JCPenney's, and my clothing was mainly all from JCPenney's. And the thing about JCPenney's in the 80s, it didn't have any top-line stuff. It had its own label. Right. And then it had J.C. Penney's was the one who had plain pocket jeans. Plain pocket plain pocket jeans. There was this commercial that they used to do, and they go, "These jeans cost twenty four dollars," and it has some very impressive stitching. It was the Levi logo on the back. Right. These jeans cost nine ninety eight with no stitching. Mm. Plain pocket jeans. Nigga, did you ever wear Jordash? <laughs> Yes, I did. And when I my senior year in high school, I had a black pair of Jordash jeans. When did Jordash go out of business? Well, when did niggas finally go, I'm not wearing these gay tight jeans no more? <laughs> I wore a Jordash and I had a, but that's not the one that, that was really weird to me. Uh, this, remember, it might not remember, Sassoon? Sassoon. Yes. Sassoon. I, did, I, I was too young. To, yeah. it, and that wasn't, wasn't that for women? That was for women, but yeah. they but they had a bunch of men stuff too Man. because they were trying to capitalize it. Gloria Vandeville was the ones that were for Man. women. Uh, but I wore, like, I, I wore shit from JCPenney's until I got, my senior year, I was working and I was able to make a little bit of money. Man. And I bought a pair. My my mom did. She wanted me to have a nice pair of, sh- uh, of shoes once, so I don't want to put this all on her. She got me uh, a pair of uh, Adidas was my first, like, high-end shoe. Right. Got these blue Adidas with white stripes. Yeah, but, you know, once once uh, Run DMC introduced Adidas, 
my Adidas. Yeah. The Adidas were cool. But this was before that. But, you know, I, I, I couldn't afford. I, I got these ones on sale. I, I couldn't get Superstars or anything. Right. Like the cool, like, I, I didn't get the cool Adidas. I got what was on sale. But, uh, yeah, but once I could afford some stuff, then I got my. Then I got into that because uh, then it was. But that was more. That was right around the. No, that was late eighties. Mm-hmm. The Adidas with the super when, when they're wearing the superstars with no laces. Right. Um, were you were you team? And you. Well, then I'll ask you. I'll first ask you the question, and then I'll say, it. were you team Prince or team Michael Jackson? Now, before you answer. I think most people would say Team Michael Jackson because let's not let's be honest. Michael Jackson globally was the bigger star, right? But there was a point in time in the '80s where they people were looking at them like, "Yo, talent wise, there's a rivalry." Oh, there definitely was, and I think there was for a second, but until Michael just eclipsed everybody. Okay, it was I. I was really I was really getting into Prince. I was, mm-hmm. and then Prince had that movie. Purple Rain. Uh, Purple Rain. Apollonia. Lake Minnetonka. My first true erection in a theater where <laughs> I needed Kleenex. Uh, but there was a scene where he, when he speaks. Right. And so I was Michael Jackson. Michael, Billy, uh, Billy Jean, you mm. know, did that video. Yeah. You know, that. Mm. And, and plus, I'm older. So I had, I had Michael Jackson from Jackson 5. Right. Uh uh, he was on. He was on my. Did you have Dynamite, the magazine Dynamite? Dynamite. We used to get it at school. You would you pay like fifty cents, and you'd get a, a book. Right. A, and but I always would get Dynamite. Right. And so the Jackson Fives were all, all. Jackson Five was always on that. Then the Jacksons. So I had like history with Michael, you know. Right. And and then the song Ben from the movie Ben. Right. Uh, I had all that relationship with Michael. So I had Michael was my dude, but then. Prince was cool, and then there was this line, and he comes out, and he, and he had that. His voice was so, like, in that movie. Right. And he was cool, but that voice, I was like, nah, I'm Michael. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, 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 you just couldn't deny that motherfucker's power. And, I'm, and what really put him over the top, especially, I think, for the American public, the Motown 25. Yeah. When he first unleashed the fucking moonwalk. Yeah. Everybody in school the next day was trying to figure out how the fuck he did that. Yeah, that was it. And that was Michael when he was Michael. Still chocolate. The no, the, the surgeries didn't get out of hand. Little Jerry Curl. Still out of nose. Still out of nose. The glove. That was him at his peak. Well, that was him when he was Ollie fighting Clarence Williams. But in the debate now, looking back at it, Michael had more hits, made more money, most probably, I'm yeah. going to say. But the ta- most talented was Prince. Yeah. He wrote all of his music. Could play all the instruments. Play all the instruments. Right. Was one of the baddest-ass guitar players ever. Right. Uh, and that has to be weird, too, to fuck with you a little bit. Because right. you've got to think about it. If you are, at any other time in the world, Prince right. would have been like this unbelievable... Mega star, like you know, just a just you know, shooting star going through this galaxy, everybody can see the light. But to come out the time when you had Michael Jackson, everybody and we all grew up with Michael Jackson, we did, we had more, we had more time with him, right? 
I, I had it. That had, I, I don't know. Like I, I, if I would, I don't know how much confidence. I think Prince probably had a lot of confidence, but to to be listen, to be the number two when you know you have all this talent. Listen, Prince could wear heels and pull bitches in heels. I saw that. I, you can't beat that nigga. I saw. I got. I I got to see Prince up close one time at Bar One in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting at a table and we were we were having dinner, and uh, it was Prince's table, and we had stayed longer than what they anticipated the reservation would be for. Right. And they came over to get us to, uh, I think I might've said this on the podcast before they came over to get us and they said, Hey, we're going to buy you some drinks and some dessert. If you just leave this fucking table <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't tell us why, but we're right. like, yeah, well, yeah, we've been here a little while. Yeah. We'll get right. that. That sounds very nice. Thank you. So right. we got up and went over to the bar and they made us some drinks. We didn't want any dessert. And I swear we were just in front of the table right. and I never even saw it. All of a sudden just boom. Like almost right. Prince is just in in the table. Well, he appears. He appears. Yeah, he don't walk nowhere. He just. I, I almost think you're that's right. how I, it happens. I think there was a little bit of smoke, a little bit of purple smoke, smoke and then and Prince. I'm here. And Prince was at the table. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Prince. Prince was a bad motherfucker, and I gotta admit, I never really listened to too much of his music because I think uh, a lot of the clothes and shit, I just couldn't relate. Uh, but looking back on it now, yeah, he's one of the one of the one of the musical one of the music musical genius. Um You know, but people gave him shit because his clothes had a feminine kind of look to it. Right. But it really, if you go back and look at it, it's really more of a it, it, yeah, it, it was a little bit feminine, but it was more of 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 a Jimi Hendrix kind of Yeah, but Hendrix never wore heels. No, he didn't wear but you, Hendrix wasn't five foot either. Yeah, but he didn't wear it for the for the for the height. Yeah, it made him taller. Listen, you gotta be a special nigga to pull that off. <laughs> you just gotta be. You can't look like Ken Norton, nigga, and put on some pumps. Um, <laughs> real quick, um, hottest movie in the eighties, dude. I, and I don't want to say this, but it, like when you said it, the first one that comes to my mind, and I'm gonna regret saying this because right. I know there's better movies than this. Right. But Top Gun. Yeah, I think that's a white guy thing, dude. It's a white rush thing. I'm, I'm sure it was, but I mean, right. it just had it had the music, it had the soundtrack, it right. had you know the action, it had it had uh, uh, who, who's the star of that? What's, uh, um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. But then it had Val Kilmer. Uh, Val Kilmer. Right. It had uh, uh, the dude from um, uh, ER. played the doctor. Yeah, yeah. ER. Yeah. Um, right. And he was in a great movie too that was in the '80s uh, called Gotcha. Mm. And if you've never seen this movie, it's it's really cool. It's when he has his hair, and uh, and I wish I could remember his name right now so I could tell. But if you could see Gotcha, it's really it's about a it's about a guy that's fucking around and uh, ends up uh, with a Russian spy, and mm. who's actually I think a, a covert spy. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going to watch it now that I've seen it. But that movie was great. But that was the movie that I just kind of remember as the big '80s movie. Right. My two favorite movies as a kid in the '80s, and my number one. I mean, as a kid, this was an adventure. Goonies. See, I didn't see hey, Goonies. Hey, you guys. Nigga, I didn't Goonies. see it later. I didn't see it till later. That fucking Asian kid, oh, was the best. The inventor, you didn't see that? I didn't see it till uh, later. Josh Brolin. Talk about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck you really liked? Yes. That it was, was a kid. It was a fucking talking duck. Howard the Duck was cool. There was also a lot of, uh, there was uh, the, the movie that, uh, you know, um, what was it, Stand By Me? Yeah. 
That was the cool movie. There's, you know, 80s, the movies in the 80s. Lost Boys great. was great. Lost Boys. I just watched it again the other night. Yeah, Lost Boys was great. Um, and, you know, listen, man, we, we I think, it, I mean, obviously with the technology now, action movies are the shit now. But, you know, we had the three, we had the two head honchos back then. You. In their prime. Yeah, but. Sly and fucking. What's the nigga? I think of Rocky though is uh, is seventies because that's when I first got introduced to. Yeah, but fucking Tango and Cash, nigga. Tango and Cash was great. Oh, I love Tango and Cash. There is a movie though. It's Mel Gibson. Is it Mel Gibson? And who's who's Tango is uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. It's it's Mel Gibson well. called Tequila Sunrise. Yeah, I never saw that. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous Baker Boys. With Die Hard came in the 80s. That was a great movie. Come on. Dude, you can't do, like, if you went through the 80s and we, we could spend, you know what? That could be another episode, 80s movies. Because right. Because if we went through the 80s movies, the catalog is. And, and I think the, the, the thriller of the 80s to fuck everybody's heads up, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction was amazing. Don't forget Batman was the introduction. I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. <laughs> What that bitch? What that bitch was something. But, uh, remember, remember, remember when they were in the bed, and he was getting dressed to leave, and she goes, "I would have more respect for you if you told me to fuck off." And he goes, "All right, fuck off." And the way she got up and started punching him and unbuttoning his shirt, how scared would you be at that moment, dude? Uh, I I used to say rabbit boiler for years, and people right. got the got the right, but no one knows what that is anymore. But that oh. uh, that scene. Whoa. Because that's Woo. that's to make a movie. Do you know to 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 inflict that kind of drama on a person's psyche, son, with nothing but the rabbit and a boiling pot. Let me tell you something. My 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 my, my soon to be divorced second wife. She wasn't half of that, and she inflicted me with bubble guts, nigga. When I would have to deal with her sometimes, and I heard that tone in her voice. First of all, she would never say my name unless something was wrong. Any other time it was, honey, baby, sweet cakes. When she went, Aries, nigga, my midsection would start to formulate gas. <laughs> I had intestinal shit going on. Damn, so this is like two hours? Yeah, we're going to have to break this up on Mon- uh, as a Wednesday. Uh- no, we can't break it up. We, yeah, can't. we can't. No, how are we going to break it up? There's a part in here where, where we can just go to Fuck the Fuck that. We just give them the two hours. You should, I, I'd rather break it up. Please, no. All right. I was going to say if you saw Meatballs. Because once it's feeling that. nostalgic, you want to keep that moment. All right. It's like, it's like if you were fucking and a girl said to you, nigga, don't come. Give me 10 minutes or give me a half an hour. You're still going to fuck, but nigga, you in the rhythm. We in the pussy. Um, this would be a great way to bring this home. Uh, guess who just emailed me? That dude? Yeah. Because I told him I was going to roast him. So here's what he says. And this is way short. <sighs> You're always worried about not offending your co-host instead of telling the truth unapologetically. Again, your first fucking line, Dummy. What did, what truth am I not telling and what did I say I was sorry for? What did I use those words? God, I hope this guy gets smacked in the face with a goddamn 
A1 fucking jet fighter plane. Oh. You know, when you're debating something like we debate on here and trying to make people realize both sides or – and see, I love this part because when I just said both sides – I know there's black people out there that are going to go, there's only one side. There's the side of yeah. ours. You don't know our side. Well, that's true. I don't yeah. know your side. But if you're going to communicate with people, then there's two sides because you've got to get the other person to understand your side. Right. That's the only way communication works. It doesn't work any other way. You could be 100% right. The other person could be 100% wrong. But communication is the way that you make the change. Right. And if you're debating something and you're offended, then you shouldn't be fucking debating this. I'm never offended by anything. If You, you could say, as if we kept it other than personal, but if we're talking about trying to make an improvement in life, I'm not offended. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's all there is to it. And I'm trying to get better, and I try to learn. That's what this is all about. And, and, and to look at like you're not trying to offend me, uh, believe it or not, that that's not the goal. The goal is to come up with moving forward. I don't know what I don't know. Let, what me, let me finish this way. Uh, racism, as he's mentioned the thing you addressed, racism is group versus group. It's not individualized. It's not that racism only affects this type of Negro or that type of Negro affects us all. Why you say the same thing? My black ass didn't proof, proofread my goddamn email and had to correct the statement because pre-edit, it reads horribly. Nigga, it read horribly from the moment your fingers touched the keys. I use colorful language to ensure I could keep your attention. Cowardly is the word that you got to read my long-ass email in its entirety. No, see, this is, sir, what you're doing right now that is an insult to my intelligence and something that I very much hate. You don't need to spit in my face for me to, to get my attention. You talking to me properly with respect can get my attention just as easily as a spit can. What a spit can is going to do is have me shift your balls into your upper neck. So why would you think that? I'm intelligent enough to be able to give you my attention without you doing that shit. You one of them motherfuckers that do that dumb shit. And like, that's like I read a quote uh, recently where Shannon Sharp had said, here's how L.A. people do. When Drake comes or, you know, California, whatever. Or, or if Drake came to the Staples Center and motherfuckers, he'll go, uh, somebody will go. Drake, fuck Drake, fuck his music, fuck Drake, Drake ain't shit, Drake is bullshit, fuck Drake, 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 Drake. Yo, can I get an autograph? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, motherfucker, you don't need to do all that for us to have this conversation. Don't you think that is a turn on? It's a turn off. If I wanted to approach a bitch to give me some pussy, why would I do something foul in thinking, that's somehow going to be some kind of mind manipulation to make her want to No, How's the saying go? You catch more bees with honey. Is, is that however that saying goes? You catch more flies, flies with honey. honey. Like motherfucker, but massage a nigga. Don't, don't, don't approach me like that. I, you think I'm so stupid that I couldn't recognize the bullshit. Oh, uh, let me, I, I promise I'm done. This is the last line. Um, obviously I respect you enough to contact you. That has nothing to do with respect. Nigga, I gave out my email. Anybody, a mass murderer could contact me. Respect has nothing to do with it. If you respected me enough, you would approach me the right way the first time. Cocksucker, don't take it personal. It's not personal, but it is personal. I know you're going to cook me, and I can't wait. And you taste delicious. Uh, you know that said you catch more flies with honey? Yeah. There's a comedian, though, one of my favorite dudes. Uh, his name is Matt Fulcheron. Full Shron. And he's, he has a full, it's called the Full Charge Podcast. Right. He, he says, uh, you can catch more flies with honey, but you, but if you fly, you can catch more honeys. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's some pimp shit. <laughs> yeah. There you go, folks. Um, that was everything that we could think of. 80s. We're going to do a movie one, though. We have to do. Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. We missed so yeah. many good oh, movies. Oh, are you kidding I me? Just, That's, that in and of itself could be alone. There's no Ghostbusters on there. There was no Caddyshack. There's no Meatballs. There's no Animal House. Yeah, let's get back yeah, to it. Yeah, Jesus. All right. Um, dude, I'm on my own next week. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I took the weekend what off. What would you do if I sang you a song? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ear and I'll me you. But I'll try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, now, hold it hard with your hand. Um, was that 80s? Wonder Years? Uh, that was 90s. No, that was 90s. Yeah, it was 90s. Um, I'm going to be in, where the fuck is it? Uh, Green Greensboro, Green, Greensboro, North Carolina, the South. Um, Andy will not be with me. He is going on a Holocaust retreat. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> um, uh, I have to go get some more of my reparations. Yeah, and uh, when he comes back, he will definitely be darker. Um, listen, white man, I'm so sorry to you for all the things that. You know, I'm Andy, I'm apologizing to you. Look at my eyes. I'm sorry, I white guy. I appreciate that, Eric. I won't do that to no more, boss. I, pre- I appreciate that. All right. Um, yo, Cameo, my numbers are not where they should be. Why you people aren't fucking pitching in? You suck. Um, not Cameo. I meant that for Patreon. But Cameo, Instagram, a- again, a big shout out and a beautiful thank you. And I love you to Kylie J. Lacey. Thank you, sweetheart. You were brilliant. I am happy to announce that even though Andy will not and I will not be together next week, we will have recorded the podcast days earlier with special guest comedian Chris Porter, who I know and we go way back and it's going to be a good time because Chris is my man and he's one of the funniest motherfuckers in the game. And I've worked with Chris before yeah. in the past. Yeah. I love, so, Chris is a good dude. We are also, though, you can catch us next week, this next week or the same week that you're listening to this podcast. We're going to be on uh, more stories. Yes. Jay Moore, comedian Jay Moore, who was in the movie with me. I should I should do that as a trivia. That was an eighties movie too, wasn't it? Or is no, that nineties? Nineties, nigga. I'm not that. That would make me a whole decade oh, older. Yeah, yeah. You're a little kid. You'd be a little kid. Jesus. Jesus. Um. Yeah. What movie was Jay Moore and I in? There was a big, huge movie. That's the trivia question. And me and Jay talk about that on the More Stories podcast, uh, which will air June fourth, Tuesday. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. I hope I put some nostalgia in your coffee and you felt that 80s shit. And, um, since I'm on this 80s kick, I'm gonna go home and fuck my baby moms and make sure she got shoulder pads on. (laughs) Uh, go ahead, white man. Oh, thank you. Ooh. Thanks for not doing the mic though. Oh oh my God. That mic is scary. Um, (laughs) Um, AndyComedy.com All my social media Is in the upper right hand corner Listen If you have something To say to me too uh, I'm at FunnyHappens At gmail.com Yeah email that Motherfucker Shit don't be coming to me Why you got to come to me what, Why you hit me Why you hit me for Why you hit me <laughs> We uh, out of here man We're out Are you going We're going to do this As one episode Yes Alright You can't break up the sex Nigga 
We've been stroking, nigga, for a good while. <laughs> we, about, we both ready to bust. Dude, that's what we did in 80s porn, too. We got to do a movies thing. Because yeah. that's Because 70s porn was when it was porn. Yeah, and then that 80s porn was when they started doing all the... That's when... Uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. All right, guys. Enjoy your week. Pussy ass, nickel.